Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News discussing the Halo Infinite Battle Pass and why I think it's still bad even after their most recent update. I do think they've made some good decisions about it, but it's ultimately going to make things worse for certain types of players. If you like this kind of content, it's a talk show, so this video that you clicked on is pretty long, but this segment right at the beginning is probably what you're looking for. Hit subscribe if you want to make sure and catch my live shows. This is an SNTR update. The Halo Infinite Battle Pass continues to try to hone itself to what the community expects and wants to see, and their most recent update is being praised by some, but I am actually going to be pretty critical about it because I don't think it fundamentally solves the problem posed by the Battle Pass. We also have recently discussed the store items and how fragmented, confusing, and overpriced some of them seem to be, and this also is a part of that narrative. First, I want to talk about the problem. And if you like these SNTR updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads or check out SNTR Gaming where I stream this live. So the main problem with the battle pass that you could just describe in one word is that it's slow. It's just incredibly slow and doesn't seem to move. And it's also very, very challenge-based. Now, being challenge-based was something that I criticized before the game even came out because Titanfall 1 did something similar. And what this ends up doing is it fragments gameplay. You have people focusing on very specific things, weapons, or whatever, and it can really harm the gameplay flow. It's also a little concerning that when you go to the store, they're actually selling challenge swaps as well as XP boosts. So it's difficult to look at this and not see that you've got this going very, very slow, and it's challenge-based so that you can monetize that pain point. People feeling like it's taking too long, people feeling like, well, I don't like this challenge, I'm going to pay to swap it. I think it's okay to have extra challenges, even if you buy the premium battle pass, you get another challenge every day to sort of add to your allotment of XP. So from where I sit, they're trying to navigate the balance between monetizing the game and just having a very good and functional battle pass. Now their solution that they pushed out is that every day you can basically play six games for increased XP. Your first game is 300, then it's 200, and then 200. So your first three games are the best. Then games four through six are only 100. Now once you get to game seven, you're back down to the 50 XP earn rate per game. There's a variety of problems with this. Number one, they're still not rewarding performance in the game. That's a fundamental flaw in a PvP game that has a battle pass. You want to see those results. It's, It's fine to have challenges. Get so many kills with this weapon. Go and play this game mode. Win a game, whatever. But to have absolutely no XP based on performance seems like an incredibly short-sighted plan, and people might just start AFKing to get the easy XP for the game's finishing. I want to talk about how this is honestly making it worse, if you think about it from a different perspective. Of those who are playing every day, this is probably a great change. You can snag three or four games, get to game five or six, and then it's time to take a break. But this disincentivizes long play sessions. I I made the point to somebody that if you play 20 games over the course of five days, just four hours every single day, that's going to get you really, really good XP, roughly... Uh, 800 XP a day, which is almost a level every other day. Now, if I do the same thing, but I do it on Friday and Saturday, I do 10 games on Friday and 10 games 
on uh, Saturday. I, you know, the Friday and Saturday, I just bag my 10 games each day. 20 games, we played the same amount of games, but I'm going to get less XP. This is not a good system. You should be rewarding players regardless of how long they play, how many games they've played that day, and you should be rewarding good performance, playing the objective. If you're in an objective-based game mode, there should be pretty good XP bonuses for capturing the flag, defending the flag, or doing anything associated with that game mode. They still have not gotten this where it needs to be, which is why I'm fundamentally saying the Battle Pass in Halo Infinite is still bad. If you like these SNTR updates, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you so much for being here this morning. We greatly appreciate the support of the channel and smashing like and saying good morning. We like that very, very much. Uh, Apologies, somebody already said it. Where's your cigar and pipe? It's too cold. (laughs) It's such a mix, right? I have a Punisher Christmas shirt on and a very cozy, like, I I don't know, professor-like sweater. I don't even remember where I got this, but it's very cozy, and it's one of my my go-tos when it gets a little colder around the house. And so I had it on this morning. I was like, I'm not taking it off, man. I'm I'm comfortable. (laughs) Um, You don't agree with that short at all. Well, let me know why you don't agree with what I just said. I don't necessarily know if there's a logical flaw in anything that I said. Um, you know, g- getting 800 a day for your, you know, you're you're just bagging your four games Monday through Friday. You're gonna you're gonna net what would that be? 800 times five. That's 4,000 XP. That's four levels. If I do 10 games each day, I, I've not crunched the math. The short is actually BS. They want people on there every day, not the whole. Uh, bludgeoning demons on there for 14 hours per day but why uh, my question to you would be you're saying that my short is bs well why is my short bs players are going to play at different intervals and they're going to have different life schedule constraints so your contention is that everybody should play the way that 343 wants them to play, and if they would prefer to play in a different way, then that's a problem. You're, you're, you're essentially arguing that you should do what you're told. I, 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 don't, I don't accept passive authoritarian developer management of games. I don't. I don't think that's how you get healthy engagement with a video game. Gamers come to a video game with their own set of expectations and and ideas about what's good and bad and behind all of that is their life they're they're busy and if the only time they can play is friday and saturday and they want to slam out seven or eight games they get depreciating returns on games six seven and eight and you don't. You can just bag your games every single day and you're more productive with your time than they are. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Imagine being paid less on your 6th, 7th, and 8th hour at work. Would you really put your heart into it? Would you be a good employee? No, you would not. It would. You would degrade into apathy on those back hours of your shift. And similar things could start happening 
happening to the morale in this game? Well, I'm getting less XP, so I'm either going to not engage or I'm going to engage in a very mechanical way. People will start AFKing, ignoring the objective, just doing it for the sake of the XP. This is not how you incentivize healthy organic player behavior. It doesn't work. They are attempting to do something that has failed in almost every other game that has attempted this kind of thing. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Time gating kills it for me. I can't keep up because of work. Right. Thank you, Takashi. Good to see you, man. Always appreciate you. The only people who play more than five hours of games per day is streamers or the unemployed, and then the casuals fall too far behind. I what fall behind what? What race are you in? Like who are you are you sending messages to players to ask them how far they are on their battle pass? Is there a sense of covetousness or jealousy that you've not made it as far? And your premise that the only people who play more than 5 hours of games per day are streamers and the unemployed is a ludicrous assumption and secondly what do you mean five hours some of the games are pretty short if i want to play 10 games that doesn't translate into five hours that translates into maybe two and a half to three hours if i'm cooking like if i'm doing quick play and the games are going fast it's not five hours to play 10 matches of halo I'm not a streamer unemployed, and there are days where I play eight hours. That's exactly right. It's a matter of scheduling, okay? It's a matter of scheduling. There are people who have full-time jobs, and Saturday is their day to clock as many games as they can get, and you're giving them depreciating returns because you think they should log in every single day. Imagine dad with children and wife and responsibilities being like, I can't touch the sticks Monday through Friday. It's simply impossible. I'm caring for my family, and I am working. But I have a window of time on Saturday. I got a four to five hour window of time to slam out a bunch of games and he gets dis disincentivized to do that because he gets less after game six. He gets less and less and less and less and less. And so why would he play lengthy on those days? Halo Infinite gameplay is so good and yet it rests on the idea that like you would want to come back and continue playing. I got eight hours a day if you work full-time and got a family. It's not... Nobody answers to you. Like, the hubris to think that, like, you have the right way of playing and anybody else doesn't fit into your world is somehow a degenerate, they're unemployed, or a streamer. Like, there's an air of arrogance in in your approach to this discussion. Creature is incredibly busy, and he's got wife and kids... And he does all kind of stuff. And if he allots time for himself to play on Saturday, that's his prerogative. Like, I, I, I don't have a memo on my desk that's like, make sure and, you know, answer to It's Delo on YouTube because this guy is the one who is in charge of all that is right. He's the arbiter of gameplay rhythm and work-life balance and, and, and amounts of leisure that you should partake in. Like... What, I don't understand. Where, where do you think that you have arrived that you can you can take this sort of a position? I, I'm I'm genuinely baffled by the the height at which you think you sit. I, I don't I don't understand that many people have different lives. There are people that work third shift, second shift, two jobs, and they may have a single day or two days to play, and that is it. If I'd known Halo would be the answer when I prayed to Korean Jesus, then <laughs> we'd move on from New World coverage. 
I'm not saying I have the right way of playing. I'm saying that you are still earning a good amount of XP per game even after the diminishing returns. That is simply mathematically not true. You can get up to 300 per game, okay? What what are you even saying? That's six times the XP that I get on games seven and beyond. And then games two and three, you're getting four times the XP that I get on game seven and beyond. Even game six, what uh, what is it? Yeah, four, five, and six, you're getting twice the XP. How many double XP weekends have you seen that rallies people to play and they're giving you double and quadruple and six times the XP on, on certain games? But you don't get that if you only play once or twice a week. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not understanding your position. Making XP accessible for those that have short gameplay sessions is a good move. Okay, would you be opposed to this? It's D-Lo. By the way, this is a good discussion. I'm getting spicy, but I appreciate somebody not agreeing with me. It makes for good uh, conversation and good for uh, television. Answer me this, it's D-Lo. Would you be okay if I was able to bank those games? So if I skip Monday through Friday... Can I bank all those games that have the extra XP? You're playing the same amount of games as me. I'm just choosing to play them all on a Saturday. Would you have a problem with that? Or is that fair in your mind? Because in my mind, that's fair. I'm putting in the same amount of time as you. I'm just doing it on a Saturday instead of spread out. If you let me bank them, then I have no problem with this system. I have no problem at all. It still pushes against playing for long periods of time, but it, 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 at the very least, it would it would meet those people where they are. You gotta meet gamers where they are. If 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 I'm super busy and only can play two times a week, this update is not helpful to me at all. And I got news for you: there's plenty of people in that category. The idea that everybody's clocking in three to four games a day is, is I'm sure, a large section of the player base, but that's not the entire player base. The bonus should be bank. Grinders are going to grind. Casuals should be able to stack the bonus. No way 343 would allow that, says Distorted. They are limiting the boss most at XP now for a reason. It's Delo says, that's completely fair, and I wouldn't have a problem with that as a gamer, but from the developer's point of view, they would prefer daily activity. And now, you have landed in the plane with me. It's not about the players, it's about the developers and what they want. Exactly right. You just hit a bullseye. This has nothing to do with what's good for the players. This is what's good for their internal metrics. This is what's good for their their aims and the reason that I think it's foolhardy is that when you create a system that is meant to to motivate daily engagement if it inadvertently motivates people to not play it could be a form of self-sabotage people will say this doesn't work with how I play I'm going to play less which translates into spend less. And then their friends are like, oh, he's not playing this weekend. Well, I'm not going to play this weekend. Let's go play Splitgate. Let's go play another game. Like, I I, I do think it is 100% about 
getting those daily engagement numbers and that in and of itself could work they could turn around in a month and be like this is exactly what we wanted to see this is totally fine this is everything that we wanted to see out of this system and then they'll never change it if they get if they get what they want if they get what they want out of the system it won't change one of the main reasons they would change it in this in this environment would be because people are getting angry and not just voicing their opinion but de-engaging disen- I'm sorry disengaging with the game distorted sama with 4 months of membership I'm sorry I didn't call this out double dip squad still going strong if you guys are enjoying the conversation this morning be sure to hit subscribe be sure uh, to hit the bell button so you don't miss these talk shows we cover all kind of gaming news and uh, I'm a safer work broadcaster so a lot of people treat this like gaming radio so we appreciate you being here this morning don't forget to smash the like button either get us our first 100 likes we greatly appreciate the strong turnout already Using policies to manipulate the customer activity, just like politicians. <laughs> hey, watch it. Uh, what's the math of the boosted XP games? Six games a day for a level. 100 levels is in the past. 600 games over 100 days. What? Yeah, is that we would 600 games over 100 days? Is in 100 days would be what, roughly three and a half months, and this is a six-month season. See, that's the issue. I think there's a bigger issue that no one's talking about is if they are simply structuring this around the fact that the the, the, the season is too long, th- then that's contextual, like, that's reactionary. It's like, well, well because our season's so long, we got to do this. Well, that's not a good solution. It, it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's, that seems uh, tenuous. It doesn't seem like a, a grounded foundational philosophy. It seems like, well, because it's really long, we got to stretch this out. Michael, with three months of membership, thanks for my morning, Mr. Rogers Vibes Lono. Did you put on your sneakers when you walked into the office? You guys, I, I've embraced old man status. I got slippers on. Like, I, I don't, I, you, you, you can't make fun of somebody who's just accepted that they are now part of the elderly. I don't care. <laughs> Barrier coming in with four months. Morning, looking like a snack today, homie. Oh, Barrier flirting a little bit. Thank you, sir. You see how the max level lines up with the season length. This is fabricated. I, I, I do see it. They're tailoring the battle pass to the length of the season. It's like perfect. Right. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think that's a good decision. And here's why. All right. Track with my argumentation here. Wouldn't it be better to have people play in their way and enjoy themselves, feel a sense of progress, and after two or three months, they engage less, okay? That's not a problem. Why? You can do events. You can do big weekends with a skin giveaway or something. You can do something to get people to come back. Instead, what you're doing is you're banking on people's patience, which... Have you talked to gamers? What now? You can't bank on gamers' patience. Dad, not good with seven months. Thank you. Google beats with three months. Welcome back. Thank you. Finished Horizon Zero Dawn this morning before work. So ready for Forbidden West. Man, that's a good game, isn't it? If you guys want to support the channel directly, consider doing a membership with the join button or the join command in chat. Thank you very much for being here this morning and uh, and supporting the talk show. And uh, we'll see if we... Do we have any any coffee orders yet today? No. Who's going to be the first coffee order? 
It's our coffee, by the way. You're not ordering it from some company where I get a kickback. We literally ship it from our house. <clears throat> Another point of incentive for the grinders segment is ranked playlists with ranks to move up, which I imagine is more important to that segment of, uh, to that segment than the battle pass is. But an ideal world match XP should be multiplied by in-game performance metrics. That's exactly right. So you took issue with my short at the beginning of this uh, show today. But I, I said no. I, I said that they it should be performance based. That was one of the elements of my argumentation. Was you, you're not even rewarded for playing well. You know what I mean? It's a problem when you mod, when your model is very clearly throttled progression to incentivize more logins so that people can see the new overpriced thing in the store. Well, <clears throat> they're approaching this all wrong because again, as I said. If you track with my argumentation, it's better for people to be enjoying themselves for two or three months and then they engage less than to feel as if they're manipulated to engage at regular intervals for six months. They're just going to stop playing. You're going to get the opposite. You're going to get the opposite result. We still hear about this. Matthew, it came up so much yesterday, I thought, I need to do a video about this. Because yesterday, we purely talked about the store items, but then everybody sort of drifted toward the issues with the Battle Pass. And I was like, all right. And I'm seeing gaming journalists talking about how, oh, this is so much better. And I'm like, it's not better. Logic says, the fault in your argument is that it does not factor in weekly challenges would give significant amounts of XP and incentivize longer play sessions past the daily diminishing returns oh no that's good because that's not a fault in my argument because I included that in the video but well crafted point logic here's why I don't think your take is one that I agree with the challenges fragment player behavior and make somebody focus on a particular thing as opposed to just playing the entire crux of my argument is you just want people playing, right? You want people playing and just having a good time and rewarded for performance, not checking a challenge box. Now, I don't have a problem with the challenges if they're just sort of there as extra. You are saying they are fundamental to the leveling process. And I don't agree with that system. I think that's a bad system. You shouldn't feel like, well, I'm out of the XP just for playing. It's time to go do my challenges. The challenges should be there as extra if you would like to do them. You should just get good base level XP for every game and extra XP for doing a good job, especially if you're playing the OBJ. If you're playing the objective, then you should get extra. And then the challenges are just there if you want them. The game's already dropped 75% of its player base. You don't have a report to indicate that. If you're looking at peak player numbers on Steam charts, you should go right for Forbes because that's not how you should read those statistics. It's a very bad system and it demotivates me to play. I'm having fun playing the game with my buds. I'm not going to log off and play another game just because I hit game six and got diminishing returns. The system right now is absolutely better than what it was. Oh, you won't you won't get disagreement with me on that, homie, because it isn't hard to be better than what they launched. It was really bad at launch, brother. I, I've played six or seven games and I'm not even level one. The challenges aren't hard. I never said they were hard. 
I said they're fragmenting. They make you go and do something specific. Use a specific weapon. Get so many kills with it. What if you don't like that weapon? Well, that's your homework assignment. You're out of base level XP, so do the challenge. Or, or, as I indicated in my in my argument, as I indicated in my argument, you can pay to swap out the challenge. They're monetizing something. Why would they monetize that? Really put your thinking caps on. Why would you monetize swapping a challenge? Because they know it's going to be a consistent pain point or point of frustration for the player. So you attach a price tag to swapping it out. Is that a problem? No, but it certainly is passive admittance that the challenges are going to be a point of frustration, a pain point to remove. They've adjusted most of the weekly challenges so that they aren't just hyper-specific, so they're more focused on just playing. You are correct. I'll give them credit logic. That's fair. They, they have made the weekly challenges a little bit more generic. Sure. But again, I go back to my original premise. Okay? My original premise is those are fine if they're extra. They are intrinsic to your ability to progress because they're throttling just basic XP earned from games. You get diminishing returns from your seventh game and beyond. Really from your fourth game and beyond. You know, 100's not that great either. 300 to 200's not bad. 200's probably a nice little sweet spot if I can get performance bonuses in the game and get benefits of playing the objective or something. Like that 200's probably a pretty good sweet spot. Every five games you're gonna level as long as you're playing and you can get a little extra on top if you're doing some of the extra stuff or the challenges. I think that's the sweet spot, personally. I don't think leveling every five games is a problem. I, it's <laughs> That doesn't seem like I'm asking for, you know, the, the, the world. Digging the sweater, thank you. One of the weekly challenges I saw was 300 XP. For example, an Apex challenge sometimes rewards a full tier. Well, yeah, 300 XP is that's your first game. That's your first game as well. Points I agree on are performance-based XP, better challenges, more base XP per game. The items in the store are ridiculously, ludicrously overpriced, but in my opinion, first games should keep the XP boost. I think that's fine. I actually think that's a good system. First game of the day having an XP bonus, thats I mean, that's just easy money. You're going to get so many people to log in for that bonus. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the depreciating returns that I have an issue with. I agree with you about the monetization, and in my opinion, it's that is that the customization is so garbage that it almost makes the battle pass useless. If they aren't specifically change, changing how you want to play to nail challenges every match, then you have to play 20 matches to get one battle bass tier. Uh, in what game is that acceptable? Oh, so wait, no, but that's not true, because if you do, you get a thousand for, what is it, six or seven games? That's a thousand. That's a level. Are you saying after the fact? Because, yeah, it's like 50 per level. <laughs> Let's clip it and ship it to 343. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Does double XP work on the first game bonus? I don't know, Mark. Somebody in chat might have to answer that one. Also, the issue with the weapon challenges. Most weapons aren't designed to kill. 
usually energy weapons. So the fact that I have to find a plasma pistol and kill someone is dumb. It takes seven, seven shots to no shield. Why is that even in there? Okay, yeah, you're talking about after game six. Okay. In the event, says Hilly, I only got 400 XP for five kill streaks in Fiesta mode, which gives a random loadout to every player. It took me about 10 games. Mo says the store is fine. It's a free to play game. Mo, I'm going to call you by your full name. Mosif. No. No. It's not fine. You it, you can't charge money for a, a, a an armor coating that only lands on one set of armor that doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. What do you mean? You you're all, you, you 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 stop whatever whatever <laughs> what come on, Mo? My favorite was kill three enemy choppers, not the player, the vehicle while they're inside it. If someone gets the single pistol shot that kills it, nice try. Got to sit and wait for another chopper. Have they removed some of those? I would hope. Shul- Mobadiah. <laughs> That's better than Mosif. That's better than Mosif. Mobadiah. That's good. <laughs> That's biblical. Should pads, shoulder pads for $7. Yeah. Some skins are clearly the same palette with colors in different locations, seems sus. Parkour says, Zero issues with having a store, but the fact that accessories and coatings are only with one core is beyond stupid. Along with that, the progression system pushes you to buy challenge swaps to play and play different. You, oh man, what a two hundred, what a great use of your capital, Parkour. 200 characters and you just wrote a book. That is so well stated. It, it, that's that's exactly right. It, you, you can have a store. You can make. L- listen, l- the Fortnite model works. Just make a stupid amount of cosmetics. No one's going to care. But the idea that you're like, hey, uh, you like blue? Yeah, I like blue. It's okay. Okay. Well, you can put blue on this armor set. Oh, nice. Can I put blue on my other armor sets? The frick do you think this is a charity? No. This blue only goes on this armor set. If you want blue for the other armor set, you have to buy that blue. <laughs> what? Go to the paint store and they're like, you want to paint your house? Yeah, I'd like to paint my house. Uh, my, the indoor's blue. Okay. Well, this is living room paint. This is dining room paint. This is bedroom paint and bathroom paint. You need all four. I, I, I can't just buy one one thing of blue and use it in all the rooms. No. Is it the same color? Well, of course it is. Well, what's the difference? Well, you see here on the label, it says that this is dining room blue. You can't use it in a bedroom. It's illegal. We will come to your house and break your legs. Like, what on earth? It's just, it's blue. You bought a full skin for 10 bucks? Mo, you're not, a, you're not no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. Mo, I'm talking about you buy an armor coating of blue, and that blue can only go on one armor core. That's that's ludicrous. That doesn't make any sense. If you this is the way they should do it, okay? If you want to sell armor coatings, fine. Make them universal. 
But what they should really consider doing is to get, get more value out of this. If you buy an armor set, the armor core just comes with a couple of different coding options. Just kind of baked in. If they want like specific armor coding customization, there's ways to do that. Other than being like, you gotta buy blue every time. They also have another blue that literally changes one small piece of armor. Almost identical. It's comical. Yeah, I saw shaders. Shaders. I saw armor coatings. The only difference was like the light on his chest and his arms was a different color. Other than that, it was identical. I'm like, are you serious, Clark? Like, what is this? Free to play business model, am I right? Robert, no, no, no. There are free to play models out there that don't do this kind of shenanigans. Fortnite is a great example. I'm not familiar with Call of Duty Warzone, but I've never seen them put on blast for this, and you better believe the Call of Duty community would shred them if they were doing this kind of nonsense. What do you mean? There's plenty of free games out there that don't have a store like this. I'm more a fan of buying an entire game and expansions. I'm not a fan of the live service and constant manipulation of the player base. I don't, I don't like to think of it that way. I mean, it, every player base is manipulated to some degree. I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. You just want to buy the game in DLC and be left alone. And there, there's, there is some beauty to that. There certainly is. I actually really like the sweater. You pull it off very well. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, I like I like sweaters. I like I, I, I like looks like this. You know, it makes me look more intelligent, which I, I obviously need that. I, I, I need to. <laughs> Here's your food analogy. There's three steaks: one for grilling, one for boiling, one for searing. They're all the same steak, same size, shape, etc. But you can't cook them in any other way than the type denoted on the label. Right, I use the paint ex- analogy because that's what it is. You're buying a dadgum armor coat. You're buying a paint. You're buying a paint job, dadgummit. <clears throat> the HCS skins are the only thing in the store that are reasonably priced. You get a full skin and a BR skin for $10. Right. Most of the coatings are for ashy Spartans. I don't know what you mean by that. It makes you look sophisticated and actually makes you look young. It makes me look young? Well, I'm going to wear this sweater more often. (laughs) Since I just turned 40. So many act like Halo is the second coming of Jesus, but they don't hold them to that level of scrutiny on BS like this. Right, like, listen, man. You know, I mean... Yeah, if, if Jesus came back and wanted me to buy, you know, Amway or, or, or get involved in some kind of a pyramid scheme, I'd be like, I don't know if you're Jesus, you know? <laughs> yeah, if, if Halo is as good as you say it is, what are they, why are they pulling all this sleight of hand shenanigans? It's like, what's going on here? Or are you really the, the flagship title of the Microsoft platform or you know, what's, what's happening here? Gunplay is better than Destiny? Well, the gunplay is actually very good. The, the gameplay is one of the only reasons that the, the game has got a shot. Everything else is like they don't know what they're doing, right? Everything else, it's like, it's like they don't know what they're doing. Halo Infinite gameplay is so solid, but the Halo Infinite Battle Pass, it's like, what? who built this thing? Think about it from this perspective, okay? Everybody whines and complains about games like Fortnite uh, or Destiny. Just like, oh, you guys just make so many cosmetics. It's like, that's all you make. And one of the things I've always said is they're incredibly easy to make. 
You want to make a brand new map, mode, or a gun, there's mechanisms, there's physics, there's rules, there's all kind of complexities to making those items in the game. But a skin? Come on. That's you're, you're doing something with existing elements and modifying, changing, tweaking, polishing. It's so much easier. This is why they're able to make the the, the vanity items in the quantities that they're able to. It's like, well, you just make a ton of them. So the question is, what, what's going on over there at 343? Don't you have a vanity department? We saw tons of great stuff. I saw, I saw a samurai master chief. Come on, crank out the crank out the stuff. Crank out the goods. What, fill, I don't care if that store is busting at the seams with stuff, and it feels like every day there's a new shiny skin to buy. That's fine, but that's not what they're doing. It's like even the store feels spread thin. It's like you don't have that much to sell, do you? You're literally selling paint. Like, what? It reminded me of my favorite insult. Oh, sweetie, you're not pretty enough to be that (laughs) that big of a bee. That's right. That's right. It's remedial, really. What are they thinking? One of those $10 Halo Championship skin sets are still only for one armor core, and you cannot customize any part of your Spartan with it on, or it will remove the set. Well, what in the... See, but that just feels like an oversight. The Anthem Store? I never had any issue with the Anthem Store. Uh, The Anthem Store had new stuff all the time. I mean, who cares? You didn't need to buy any of it. It was totally optional. I I didn't feel like the Anthem Store was a problem. Everybody lost their mind because some guy broke NDA and leaked the store before it was out. They're like, the prices in here is ridiculous. And it's like, it's, it's a beta. It's not even the real store. My biggest issue is the cosmetics are locked to an armor core or a weapon. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I feel like they should have delayed one more year for cosmetics and store functionality. <laughs> yeah, guys, sorry. We're just, we are not ready for prime time. Like, I get struggling with you know, open world or map design or a brand new engine, but you can't get a freaking battle pass right. You can't get vanity items right. What are y'all doing over there? Silver Warrior coming in. Double Dip Club. Thank you for the four months. You the best. Delo says, well, we know from the last 10 years that 343 is a pure dud developer who can only get one thing right when they release a game. Yes, we get a good gameplay experience, but the store and the battle pass is a crap house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand how you get this part wrong. It's a, it's a, it's a store and a battle pass. I, I don't, you can't just flood it with dope stuff. I think a lot of us have seen Angry Joe's stance on selling just blue weapon skins. <laughs> I'm glad the multiplayer gameplay is good, but it's super clear that the game should have been delayed until May. Yo, Zinthos coming in with four months of membership says, good morning. QBZ says, Lono, that's intentional. It allows them to stretch out cosmetics. They can slightly offer the same color to another core later and make money multiple times with the one asset. Okay, but here's the issue. Halo Infinite doesn't have the luxury to keep stretching everything that thin you can't keep we like these are so interrelated so today's topic halo battle pass is still bad okay so the halo infinite battle pass i don't think it's much better i think it's better 
but not by a, a large enough margin, okay? It's related to everything we're talking about with the store. You're, you're, you're spreading the dough so thin, it's going to break, and it's going to get holes in it, and no one's going to be happy. Everyone's going to be like, bro, I'm logging. Think about the, 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 the cocktail that they're mixing here. So they want you logging in daily, and they're using a throttled battle pass to do that. And in addition to getting you to log in daily, they have a store set up that is so sliced up and fragmented that you're going to see very similar armor coatings and colors for the next six months. Do you see how bad that cocktail is going to mix up and taste? It's going to make everybody bitter. I'm logging in for just mediocre, slow progress on the battle pass. And the store just keeps shoving very minor changed cosmetics in front of my face. That's not a good recipe for six months of engagement. They should just take it on the chin and be like, we're going to get two to three months of healthy engagement and then we'll live off of events after that. You'll do an event in the fourth and fifth months and then the sixth month you just keep advertising the next season and that gets everybody to come back that's your recipe bank on three months of good engagement progressing on the battle pass good cosmetics lots of little updates here and there and then in your fourth and your fifth month you do events so that the sixth month arrives everybody's looking forward to the next season and you made it but if you're gonna, you're trying to stretch all this out for six months, this cocktail is gonna be bitter, and people are gonna start spitting it out. Like, I don't want to do this. Fuzz balance with a five dollar tip. I was just checking out of interest, and D two and Battlefield twenty forty two both have higher player numbers on Steam at the moment. Doesn't mean anything necessarily, but interesting. Well, it, it, Halo is never gonna hold a lot of footing on Steam, my friend. It's a console game at its core and with the mouse and keyboard issues that we outlined yesterday in a debate uh, the the PC community is going to drift pretty quickly your hardcore Halo fans that are playing with a controller are probably loving playing on PC but PC community is going to walk real fast when the the, the mouse and keyboard doesn't feel very good right Jerry Main coming in with four months of membership. If you guys haven't done so yet, do me a favor. Click subscribe. Click the bell button. That way you don't miss these talk shows week to week to week. I'm sorry, day to day to day. Uh, I am a safe for work broadcaster. Uh, uh, Infinite Halo Infinite Battle Pass update. What do you think? Um, so make sure and do that. And I'm going to give you a poll in chat to take on this Halo Infinite Battle Pass situation so the update what do you think um great um not good enough and then we're gonna put bad well let's just do good let's just do good and not good enough and then bad so is it good you're fine you're fine this is good this is all i needed not good enough bad where where do you land on this update where they're giving you more XP in your first couple of games and then it depreciates after. Game is good, store is trash, is Robert Jones. Mo says, I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal to me. I'm having fun in the game. I don't care about anybody else. Uh, real talk. Stop playing if you don't like. Go play Fortnite for Battle Pass. Sorry, not sorry. Mo, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. 
that's such a, a, a that's such a flawed philosophy for how to get this game into a good place if the only people think about this with me for a second if the only people that are playing this game long term are people that think in the realm that you just outlined I'm having fun I had people yesterday I believe it was Paul Paul was taking this position just play for fun why, why do you need XP we got we got in that whole tiff about the you know the battle pacification of gaming and why people like to feel that sense of progress and my contention is that the modern expectations are here and halos swinging down here that is not a good recipe for growth or longevity sure you're gonna have the guys that are like i don't care man i'm just holding hands with master chief man i got a master chief body pillow you don't care you're like i'm playing halo and that's all that matters i don't think there are enough of you folks that think like you i don't think there are enough of you to carry the game long term i think that's a very narrow slice of the community even people that love halo you have to look at the master chief collection you have to look at the Master Chief Collection. Who's playing the Master Chief Collection? I don't think it's Fortniteers or or burned out call of you know codheads. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the Master Chief Collection has largely been played by the Halo community, and the Master Chief Collection has a battle pass. It's been praised for its battle pass and its lack of FOMO. Okay, so I, I don't know where we're getting this idea that like. Even within the Halo community, you can't think that this is okay. You can't. I don't think it's a sustainable viewpoint. I just don't understand why fun isn't enough anymore. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, let's flip that statement around, Mo. Let's flip it around. I don't understand why just having fun is enough to keep you playing every day. That doesn't make sense to me. Do you see? We're at an impasse because... That's just not, I don't think, I just don't think that's how most gamers think. I didn't think that way in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I was unlocking levels, I was unlocking emblems, I had a sense of achievement, I had a win-loss ratio, I had things that I was working on, unlocking, prestiging, boom, 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 boom. I wasn't just playing for the fun. What? That was 11 years ago or something like that. When did that game even come out? Where is this bygone golden era where we just played video games for the pure fun of it? That's not even that's not been a thing for an, uh, an era. Where, where, what game does that? What game what game has survived off of fun alone? And fun is subjective because George is pointing out fun is part of the reward system, which is greatly lacking. Yeah, I play for fun, but not getting decent unlocks every level or every other level. It's terrible. See, his his view of fun is that a sense of getting things and progressing and like, unlocking things. Like everybody looks at video games differently. Wait a minute, I'm having fun. That's why I'm playing. No one's taking an issue with that. You see, this is what commonly happens when someone's enjoying a game. Okay, this is this is a common interaction that I have had over the years. This game has problems. And somebody's like, it's fun, I like it, but these problems need to be addressed. It's, d- just don't play then. 
it's like you're not having a conversation you know what i'm saying it's like you having fun and enjoying it doesn't negate the problems you could be playing chess with no rooks on the board and i could be like this is a fl- this is flawed this isn't how you're supposed to play chess well i'm having fun okay but it, it the the game experience is fundamentally broken if you don't have rooks on the table well just don't play then what, what the frick what okay like you you see what i'm saying if there's elements of the game that are lacking missing flawed or whatever your enjoyment of the game doesn't really have any bearing on the discussion it, it just simply doesn't it would be like going to a restaurant and being like well the food tastes amazing and the wait staff is horribly rude and the place is dirty you you wouldn't see you wouldn't hear somebody say you know i that that pizza shop i really like it but man the floors are filthy and the wait staff is so rude but the food tastes good that has that has nothing to, to do with the discussion well then don't eat there what what like it does it's not a logical conversation people with most mentality are why modern gaming stays stagnant madden proves my point i don't i don't i don't, I don't like doing that I, and i don't think modern gaming is staying stagnant i don't i don't agree with your premise i don't think mo's mentality is bad for the industry i think people like mo are needed you need the resilient loyalists. They, I think they're important. I think you have to bludgeon them a little bit because sometimes they, they can't see any flaws in the game. you got to kind of hit them a little bit on their head sometimes. But there's nothing wrong with the purity of Moe's Mo's viewpoint. And secondly, I don't think modern gaming is stagnant. Have you seen the games you can play? Like, what, what game have you booted up in the last three years? Like, this is just stagnant crap. Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, <laughs> Resident Evil 8. These games are all just so stagnant and old. No, they're all amazing. Four months from Dominic. Here for the long haul. Keep up the amazing work, homie. Thank you, Dominic. There's more to it than the battle pass for me, says Slow Mobius. I play for going up ranks in comp. I could not care less than the battle pass right now with how bad it is. Right. Well, and I think Mobius shouldn't there be you should have your own battle pass or unlocks or something in competitive halo infinite multiplayer the 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 competitive i don't think it has a snowball chance in hell if it doesn't have an actual tangible like here's what you get that well you don't get anything in there but what a number next to your name liquid smoke with eight months having fun is just as important as progression when something becomes a chore it is no longer fun even with progression this is why I think they'll be okay. If you're hitting subscribe, welcome. Be sure to chime in chat. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. We welcome disagreement here as long as you're respectful. Um, what does uh, Liquid say? Someone says, exactly, Liquid. It's why I quit playing Destiny 2. What did Liquid say? I'm not seeing it. I'm in live chat too. How far up does it go? I, oh no, Liquid put it in the in his in his in the membership thing, not in the chat. That's why I was like, wait, I just read it. Destiny had thousands and thousands of problems, yet you continued to play the game day after day for seven years because the game was fun. Well, and here's the issue. Here's the issue. Okay, track with me here, because this gets kind of messy. Okay, <clears throat> Destiny did something that New World has also done. 
and it's I, I believe it's why New World will be along around for the long haul, even though it's in it's in a bad state right now. We're going to talk about that later. And the server merges update. I, okay, what in the world are they doing? They went quiet for six days and came out and said virtually nothing. So New World's kind of in like a huh, but I think New World will be fine long term, and here is why. Destiny and New World have achieved something that is incredibly challenging. Their gameplay loop is satisfying even when it's mundane and repetitious. If you can make the mundane and the tedious and the repetitious extremely satisfying, people will play your game for forever. They just will. They get that sense of like popping heads, chopping down a tree. It just feels good to play, okay? That's how you get hobbyist players. That that's the catalyst to a player going from sort of casual or laissez-faire and then they turn into a hobbyist. That's how you do it. That's the bridge. You make the mundane and the tedious and the repetitious super satisfying. Why? Cuz it's part of the game's fabric. It ha- it's like when the sweater is comfortable, right? If the fabric was scratchy and itchy, I wouldn't wear it. The game's fabric, it has to be so enjoyable, okay? Because they're going to chop down a thousand trees, they're going to shoot a thousand dregs, you're going to complete 200 bounties, like, you're going to do these things over and over and over and over again, and it has to feel like silk on your skin, okay? When you play a game like Halo, PvP is entirely different, okay? PvP, devoid of progression. Great shirt and sweater. Thank you, Snow. Good to see you. Hope you're well. PvP, devoid of progression, will start to feel like a treadmill or a meat grinder. Familiarity breeds contempt. So what ends up happening is there's a giant chasm of difference between chopping down a hundred trees, shooting a hundred drags, and going into PvP. Why? Because some games suck. Sometimes you just get owned. Or there's lag. Or you have bad teammates. Okay? So that starts to irritate you. And it starts to become less enjoyable. Why? Because PvP, at its core, is not that very enjoyable content loop it's it's not possible now it has its own pros and cons because no game is ever the same so the repetition is less noticeable but devoid of progress pvp ends up feeling like a meat grinder or a treadmill and this is where call of duty comes in with modern warfare 2 and basically says here's a reason to keep playing right Here's a sense of progress. Actually, I think they did this in World at War and in Modern Warfare 1. The idea of prestiging, you know, a sense of a sense of prestige. It's the perfect word, right? That gave you a sense of like I'm going to keep playing 10 more games, whatever, however many more games. PVP is only a meat grinder if you hate PVP. That's not no. I, I disagree with that. I don't I don't think that that's true. Even even people that love PvP get to a point where they're like, it just feels like a meat grinder. It's just kind of the, the same thing over and over again. I mean, watch Doc's clip of him playing Call of Duty where he's like, go, 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 lose brain cells, go, go, go. He is living in the meat grinder in that moment, okay? So, devoid of progress, 
you may think that way. You may think it's not a meat grinder. I'll play. I'll play this game and in, 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 until the sun explodes. I don't care. I'm having fun. But generally speaking, Halo Infinite's multiplayer will get legs if you have a good sense of progress, a good sense of investment. My theory about them sort of saying you're going to start playing the DLC stories as your Spartan, okay? That's my theory. I believe that in the campaign itself, or maybe there'll be an extra campaign piece, I believe they're going to have Master Chief exit for exit stage left like he'll go out of the frame now i think they might use his voice because you can customize your own ai in this and they may incorporate his voice as an ai i have my own theories about how he's gonna have to insert himself into a system and become an ai to destroy cortana and then he'll be an ai that's how they'll sort of immortalize him in the game but you will no longer play as master chief you will be playing as your spartan if my theory is correct it's one of the reasons there is such elaborate customization because they want your Spartan to feel like your character, almost like your own character in an RPG. I believe that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to create this catalyst where your ongoing experience in Halo Infinite, you're playing as your Spartan. Halo Infinite DLC will, will pull you out of multiplayer and put you into PvE environments as your Spartan. If that's all correct... If that's all correct, then what they're doing right now is making it really hard for you to feel a sense of attachment to your Spartan and progress because it's just so choked and confusing and fragmented. They've got to get this right. Again, this all has to do with a long-term plan. If you don't get this part right, then people will not. They will not feel a sense of investment. They won't feel attached to their Spartan. They won't. And we stop with the argument that just because it has quality game mechanics, that it can't also have good progression systems in place to feel like you are moving forward. Psychology comes into play. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to get off the ground of the of the subjective sort of mechanical argumentation that we're having down here, you can go up a level and talk about the psychology behind battle passes and progression. The psychology behind it is. It gives you a sense of tether. You, you're tethered to it, and you must come back. Now, sunk cost fallacy can come into play here where you keep playing a game simply because you've played it a bunch, even though you're not enjoying it anymore, but it's like, well, my character is level 50. I, I, I kind of have to keep coming back. But the idea of like sunk cost keeps people coming back because it's like, as I said, my Spartan. When you start thinking in that way, Think about the way people talk about Destiny. They, they, they talk about the factions, and they talk about warlocks and hunters and titans. What the frick is all that? All these allegiances. It's a video game. It's because the psychology behind that game's design, you became very attached to everything on your character, your gun, your armor, the work, the role on the gun, all of that. And then they do this over the course of several months to keep people more engaged. It's basically a real-life loot algorithm. Billy Corgan was right. <laughs> Hot take. The Halo update's no different than when Bungie implements some totally ridiculous and they walk it back for instant praise. I said this yesterday. Halo Infinite Battle Pass could be a genius stroke for a little bit of a different reason than what you just said. I don't necessarily think they're spilling the milk to clean it up so they get a clap on the back. Right? 
I don't think that's what that's what's happening here. My theory is a little different. Here's my theory on the Halo Infinite Battle Pass and the Halo Infinite Store. Okay, now the Halo Infinite Store actually let's leave that to the side for for now. Let's just talk about the Battle Pass. The Halo Battle Pass, I believe, is structured in a very bare bones, rough edged way. Pure, it's purely by design. Okay, none of this was an accident. I don't believe in gross mass ineptitude. I, I simply, I simply don't believe that. Here's what I think they were faced with. I believe 343 Industries was faced with a conundrum of we will have loyalists come and play and we will have new players come and play and we don't know if their expectations about a battle pass and a sense of progression will they be aligned. And so what they're doing is is they're allowing the community to engage with the game and provide feedback and those two hands are sort of combing over the clay and shaping it that's because it's a it's a hybrid community in in 12 months the halo infinite community is going to be a hybrid community there's going to be new people that came in old people that came in and if they've shaped things according to their liking it literally could be a symbiotic stroke of genius the, the, the symbiosis between the community and the developer coming together in a weird way and it works right it's calculated failure right this all could be totally by design because I don't believe in mass ineptitude I simply don't I think sometimes games launch and they're not ready and people are like these developers don't know what they're doing no you could go to the most famous baker in the world, and if you pull his pie out of the, the, the oven too early, it's going to taste like crap. It doesn't matter. It's, he's not inept. You pulled it out too early. So most of the time, I think g- game developers get this bad rap of like, they're so inept, they don't know what they're doing. And it's like, well, the, the, the decision makers pushed this out, and it wasn't ready. The way the dev doesn't make the hard decisions on how the game works, the player base does. Right. That's exactly right, coach. That's what I think is happening. It could be a stroke of genius. In three months, okay, in three months we could be saying, this is all so much better than it was, which plays into Orphan Twin's narrative. Orphan Twin was basically saying, this is by design. They do it, then they walk it back, and then they're heroes, okay? So in three months, we could be like, this is so much better than it was at launch. It creates a narrative of progress and improvement because they basically, it's, it's, it's almost like... Um, uh, obsolescence. It's built-in obsolescence, right? That you, you buy the machine and it breaks, so you buy another one. This is a little bit different. This is uh, this is this is built-in failure. So that as they improve it, you're like, oh, the, the game has come so far. Look how much it's improved. Because if you if you put the game out in its most ideal state, do you want to know what's going to happen? And here's why I think this is a good strategy. You're going to think I'm crazy because this seems so sinister and it seems so manipulative. The reason that I think this is a good system is if this game launched in an ideal state, okay, there would still be complaints and frustrations and people would still be angry. And then the, the the movement of improvement is much smaller because the game's in a better state. It's more ideal. It's better structured. It's more smoothed out. It's, it's not so rough around the edges. So 
the 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 sense of movement progress and improvement is is uh it's smaller okay and this is extremely important in a live service game the bigger this gap gets right here the sense of a game improving toward its ideal okay the bigger this gap is the more invested people get because they sense this idea of like we're, we're, we're wrestling this game to the ground it's getting better they're, they're trying to improve it. they patch this they patch that do you want to know what what Bungie has been so masterful at with Destiny they maintain this gap <laughs> they maintain it they're like ah oh ah oh and this gap keeps you invested the the potential the 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 what the game could be it's always up there in the ether it's out on the horizon the game's never arrived and psychologically this keeps people invested they're never going to stop playing it could all oh, it's going it could get better they're going to improve it and so halo infinite the halo infinite multiplayer beta is literally that it's creating a gap between what the players think is the ideal and where the game is down here and the more that game moves up the better you feel about it the more invested the more credit they get and there's all kind of benefits to this the game is more closely crafted to the desires of the player base because you don't know sometimes what people want I worked for a small development company for a year and he said one of the most frustrating things in project management and development of software is somebody comes to you and says we want this and you're like oh okay we'll we'll make this for you and then you make this for them and you hand it to them and they're like you know now that we have in our hands we actually want this that's crazy that the phone rang as I picked it up that's eerie they they think they know what they want and then they get it and they're like well kind of but not and so the, the guy that I worked for, he was a very, very big proponent of agile development as opposed to waterfall development. So agile development is basically small iterations. They give a rough scaffolding and then they add, what do you think? Add, what do you think? Add something, what do you think? Okay. It's like somebody standing over a bowl of soup and adding a little bit, tasting it, adding a little bit tasting it instead of just throwing it all in and being like oh man you put in too much cayenne pepper and now it's ruined and so waterfall development is you just design the entire thing and you're like here and they're like yeah can you change these 85 things instead those 85 things those 85 things get iterated on and then the product comes out and it's much closer to what the the client wanted if you take that philosophy and you apply it to game development, what they're doing, it kind of makes sense. I'm not saying that they that this means you develop junk and throw it out there. Here's crap. <laughs> Help us polish this turd. That's not what I'm saying. They're giving you a minimum viable product, an MVP. Here's a minimum viable product. Now help us shape this to your liking. This is what I did with logo design. 
I called it adaptive design. I came up with my own phrase. This is how I marketed my graphic design business. I said, I do adaptive design. I'm different than the marketing companies. Creates a curiosity gap. They're like, what's adaptive design? I've got you. You're my client now. You don't even know it yet, but if I get you to ask me that question, what's adaptive design? You just became my client and you don't even know it yet. Oh, well, adaptive design is basically where I give you a very rough sketch outline of what I think you want on the logo, your business card, or a flyer. And then I iterate with you so that when we come out on the other end, it's exactly what you want. It saves you money, it saves me time, and you get something more efficiently and more economically. Ka-ping! Another client. It was easy. It was an easy pitch because they had dealt with the big marketing companies that are like, here's 10 logos and you use one of them maybe and then you tweak it and you pay for all of it. You pay for the time that it took them to design the 10 logos. You pay for the time that it takes them to iterate on the logo that you chose and then you end up spending way more money. So anytime I got somebody to ask me about adaptive design, it was like they were my client already and they didn't even know it yet. So if you look at game development, and you think from that framework, it starts to make sense why so many games launch and they just don't seem to hit the mark. It's like, what were you guys doing? They're trying to hit a million bullseyes with a blindfold. You got all these bullseyes on the wall and they're just throwing, being like, well, we hope players like this and this and this. We did market research, so we kind of know in the general vicinity of where these bullseyes are. Okay. It goes back to Lono's argument yesterday. The guy who can play four games a day gets more XP versus the guy who can only play Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we've already... Yeah, the Halo Battle Pass structure that they updated, if you're new and just tuning in, the beginning of this stream, I argued that it's still bad. It's not good for everyone. It's only good for players who play in a very particular way, but it's not good for somebody who can only play on Friday and Saturday. It's great for you if you block block out, you know, four or five games a night. You're, you're happy with the change. Anybody else, it's just not good for. They get depreciating returns because they can only play two days a week, and that's when they that's when they log in their most hours. Like the Halo Infinite gameplay, like the loop, shouldn't feel different for somebody just because they play on Friday and Saturday for long periods of time, instead of you know, Monday through Friday. Cole Thornton says it just feels icky to feel like you're a consumer whose sole purpose is to eat their psychological BS like a good little consumer. I know that's business, uh, but they could hide it better. Okay, I, 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 I resonate with what you're saying, right? Somebody might say what you said another way, Cole. They might say, why am I paying to be a beta tester, right? Why would I pay to be a beta tester? Or Robert is saying, this sounds like an argument for releasing incomplete games. These are all excellent points, so I'm going to address them. First and foremost, when the veil is too see-through, as Cole is saying, there's a breakdown, okay? You see behind the curtain, you see the Wizard of Oz, and that's what's happening with the Halo Infinite Battle Pass right now. 
people are seeing right through it. It's as thin as tissue paper. It's like, you just want us logging in every day. You're selling challenge swaps and XP bonuses. You want me to feel this as a pain point so I spend money. It's not It's not here to compliment my gameplay and to make me have a good time. It's here to get you engagement and dollars. And when that veil comes down, you are in bad shape, which is exactly why this is such an important issue for the life of Halo Infinite. And 343 Industries should be paying very close attention to how the narrative is shaping. Because once the veil is seen through, boy oh boy, you're going to have to do a lot to win back the goodwill of the consumer because they're going to be like, you're just trying to get me to do things for you. That's a hop, skip, and a jump away from what I was talking about with agile development. So Robert says... That's a that's a that's an argument for releasing incomplete games. Or someone might say, "Why would I pay to be a beta tester?" These are valid pushbacks. The reason that I think, to an extent, it's totally right, justifiable, and business smart to release a game in a more agile, conceptual state if it's meant to be live service and ongoing. There's a lot of caveats here there's a lot of conditions that i'm outlining right if you want a game to be live service and ongoing if you want this game to have a community and life and and organic health and engagement if that's your goal with your game i think to an extent it's totally fine to release a game in a more in a more framed state i would argue that a framed state isn't incomplete it's framed Here's kind of what we got. Here's the base systems and progressions and long-term, and here's our kind of ongoing content model. And then the community descends on the game and helps to shape it. The reason that I think that's okay is I don't see another way forward because games and communities that engage with them are living, breathing things. And evolution is painful and change is painful. There there are so few games that are, I I don't even know if it's, it, it seems mathematically improbable the degree of games complexities and their systems it seems mathematically improbable that a game would ever launch and be exactly as it should be for the community that doesn't exist yet to play it does that make sense Outriders. There was no Outriders community before Outriders existed. New World. There was no New World community before New World existed. So that community doesn't exist yet. It's an immaterial thing. It's like, we don't know. We don't know. we, We can make predictions. We can do internal testing. We can do market research. But at the same time, the complexities of the game and all the internal systems, there's no way to know if this is how it should be. So generally what they do is they launch it with the understanding we're probably going to be making a lot of changes to this game. And for somebody to push back, I'm like, well, you're just launching an incomplete game. You just want us to beta test your game. Show me another path to a healthy, ongoing live service game, and I will give you a million dollars. And so would any other development company in existence. They'd be like, if you know how to do it, then we would pay you billions because you would literally be the sage of game development. There was a Halo community with tons of feedback already. I go back to my original premise, Eugene. They made this game with the understanding it was going to be a hybrid long term. So it does apply here. 
different era with $5. People get sick of the Fortnite model. It's in everything from Fallout, guys. Uh, fall. I'm sorry, so you mean to say Fall, guys, to Doom. If the Battle Pass era is now, what's next? Or is it here to stay in games? I don't think it's, I don't think it's a problem, and I don't think it's bad. You'd have to argue why it's bad. You not liking it doesn't mean it's bad. I, I don't think it's bad. I think it, I think it creates two good things: predictable rhythmic engagement for the developers to be like, here's health, here's potential revenue streams, and it gives players a sense of progress and achievement. I don't think these things are bad. Not rewarding my time, incomplete experience, bad leveling, and ideas. They have the foundation of a sinkhole. Put everything in which it just disappears. But look at the speed, middle tier. Look at the speed with which they are making changes, adjustments, and updates. Doesn't feel like a sinkhole to me. It feels like a foundation with nothing on top of it. So it seems bare. It seems bland. It seems like, you know... It doesn't seem like there's much there, right? I don't think it's a sinkhole. Look how fast they're reacting. The Fortnite model sucks. Battle Pass is the only good thing that came from it. I just don't understand that. Why does their model why does their model suck? It's one of the most popular games in the world. It's been so profitable. They've lowered revenue share on the Unreal Engine making it easier for indie companies to use their their software suite they've given indie games a path in their storefront that that is non-existent like Steam doesn't do what Epic did for some of these indie indie companies what what I don't understand how does the Fortnite model suck what the what have they done that's so egregious it's free and everything you pay for in the game is subjective value to the to the to the to the populace that plays it. The model isn't the problem. This specific iteration of that model is the problem. I think that yeah, that's right. That's what people are taking issue with. I get you. They are definitely making changes, so credit where credit is due. I just hope they can fix it, which I'm sure they will. Well, middle tier, your point is not off the mark. I said this yesterday. You might not have been here. I said, it's good to see a company implement player feedback very quickly. I can list a few things they've already done. They went from threat detector to the traditional radar. They've made changes to the to, to the battle pass not once, but now twice. Okay? These are foundational pieces of the game, especially the radar. Okay? It's good to see these changes, but what's underneath? What's underneath these changes? Is what's underneath ineptitude... A lack of vision? Do they not know what they're doing? Or, underneath these changes, is my symbiosis theory the right theory? Are they going for, listen, this this community is going to be a mismatch of new and old players. We need to let them kind of shape things. What's underneath it? Because if they don't really know what they're doing and where they're going and they don't have really good vision, the game might start to feel like it's chasing its tail. It'll never... It'll never land and have like a concrete identity. The gameplay can be as, ma- as, as, as amazing as everybody claims it is, which I actually think it's very good. But if it ever lands with an identity, it'll feel opaque. It'll be like, well, I don't know. I don't really even know what, what's the point of that game. People like to latch on to the identity of a game and its purpose and its vision and where it's going. They, they, they like to be a part of that. That creates like a... 
uh, an undercurrent of narrative. When you're selling a single skin for $20, you'll be amazingly profitable, but who are you cheating when people spend hundreds on a free game? (laughs) Where's the cheat? Where's the cheat? Is Coach cheating people for having very expensive purses? Are luxury vehicles cheating people because you spend an exorbitant amount of money on a car because of the name? And it's maybe it's safety features, but generally speaking, most cars have very similar safety features. So the difference between a luxury vehicle and a, a get-to-work vehicle is tens of thousands of dollars. Are they cheating people? Where's the cheat? It's a luxury item. It's complete. It's vanity. Was was I cheated when I I don't know when I when I bought a new vehicle for my family over a used vehicle? Was I cheated because I spent a lot more money? Yes, they are. But make the argument. Don't make the assertion. How are they cheated? It is a vanity item that they willingly buy because they see value in it. Where is the harm? Where is the cheat? I don't see it. Where is it? You're telling me that you smell poop. I don't smell it. <laughs> I don't smell what you're smelling. I'm like, there's nothing There's nothing foul here. Came on you guys purchasing Gucci this year because the Xbox gifted him a Gucci box. <laughs> Am I cheated for paying for Rageless Rose instead of Folgers? There you go. Is am I cheating you? This is more expensive than a than a big can of Folgers. It's a luxury item. You don't need this. You like this. You you enjoy this. Make inferior products for profit? No, that's not the analogy, Mo. You are talking about an inferior product. A vanity item can't be inferior because it doesn't serve a, a function. It's not like buying a remote for your television and it just breaks and doesn't work. There's no function to a vanity item it's merely now obviously a coach purse would and a car does they have functions and purposes so if a coach purse was cheap garbage and broke or you know a a Mercedes Benz or an Audi was just a junk car you'd have a point but they're usually very well made pieces they're they're usually very well made items or they wouldn't be in business because people would buy them and be like that's an $80,000 piece of junk you're talking about the car companies in general? These luxury cars are... They, they, what do you mean? They wouldn't be in business if they were selling inferior products. It wouldn't work. You think people that live in that bracket would accept junk? They wouldn't do that. Now, you may be a car... Like a gearhead... And you may know the specifics about the cars and why some cars are bad or junk or whatever the frick. But it's, they're not being, you're not being cheated. People drop $100 on a t-shirt. It's their choice. Yeah. We're talking Fortnite, right? Making for your product for profit. Talking about a car company in general. I made the analogy to Fortnite. So forget my car analogy because you're drilling down in an analogy which is a fool's errand that has nothing to do with the discussion. You, you want to get into the automotive discussion. That's not what we're talking about. We are talking about somebody saying the Fortnite model is cheating people. How? How? Just ignore luxury cars because they serve a purpose. 
vanity items, jewelry, t-shirts, disc plates. It's a luxury item. It hangs on the wall. It doesn't do anything. I can't build a home with it. I can't put food on... Well, I kind of put food on the table with it in a different way, but you know what I'm saying. They aren't being cheated, but it ain't worth the cost. Dot, dot, dot to you. It's not worth the cost to you. How many people buy things that to you seem stupid? People have their homes filled with stuff that you would never buy. You know those little precious moments like figurines? The fr- I would never buy one of those ever. And there are little old ladies all across America who have had them gifted. They've bought them to collect them. And they love them. And bless their old hearts. They love them. Who cares? You might look at it and be like, that piece of ceramic and the paint used easily a 4 to $5 item. What are you paying $15 for that for? It's a vanity item that brings her joy. Do you understand? It, it's, 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 it's subjective. There's a bundle for $20. Two characters, a glider skin and a mallet skin. Meanwhile, one armor is $20 in Halo. Yeah, Mo. <laughs> yeah, Mo. You got a problem with Fortnite? I don't think Mo was the one taking shots at Fortnite, though. I don't think it was him. You got a problem with Fortnite? Look at what the frick Halo's doing. My girlfriend keeps buying throws and cushions, and I have yet to see a satisfactory answer of why I need these things. <laughs> That's right. I don't understand how someone thinks a high-end skin for sale is the problem. They're missing the point. We're talking progression and time reward. You need to balance to be invested. That's exactly right. And, and, invoking Fortnite into discussion, you don't want to do that. If you're a fan of Halo, if you're a fan of Halo, and you think Halo's, you know, store is fine, you don't want to bring Fortnite into the discussion, because... Fortnite blows their store out of the water. It just blows it out of the water. You remember, have you ever seen the movie, you know, Meg? About the Megalodon, and they got this big one, they think they've caught it, and then the real big one shows up and, like, swallows the one that they caught? Yeah. Fortnite's gonna step onto the battlefield and crush you. It's not not a competition. Fortnite store is, is is immaculately built and sensible and it in the, the way their battle pass progresses and the way it gives you the internal currency to buy the next one you don't hold a candle to that store and their battle pass they've structured it so intelligently and Halo Infinite's battle pass is like built in the dark it's like who built this thing what is this it's not even a comparison Tell 343 you don't like it by not buying anything. An excellent word from Chicken Pot Pie, and now everybody's hungry. That's exactly what you should do. You should take your wallet and close it. No thanks. No thanks. I'm not I'm not gonna buy anything. We need some new dance moves. Halo needs some flossing, don't you think? No, Halo has stances. You stand a certain way at the beginning of the match. 
and I laughed at it and made fun of it. Do you want to know why? Doesn't land on me. That's not a value point for me. You will never see me part with a single nickel for a stance. But there are people who are probably like, oh, look at that stance. He's got his hands on his hip and his one leg's back and his head's tilted to the side. I gotta have that. That's not me. I'm not gonna yuck that guy's yum. I made fun of it because it is kind of comical. It's a, it's a stance, but go ahead. Go ahead and buy those stances if you want. Seriously, go for it. Or, as I just got done saying a minute ago, close your wallet if you think this system's bad. That's one of the best things you can do in this scenario. Close that wallet. Nope. I don't want any of this stuff. Cole says, I have no problem paying money as long as they keep the content coming at a good rate. If I get something else like a cosmetic out of giving them a tip, I would have given them anyway. Then cool. I think it's difficult for people to realize that things like this are purely subjective and they only think about themselves regarding it. You may think something is bad, but someone else doesn't. I think that's one of the most challenging things to do as a, as a gamer. Well, maybe as a person, as a human. I think one of the most challenging things to do is to see things from another person's perspective. I, I, I covered this, I've covered this recently, like the polarization, like why we're so polarized. I'm thinking about doing a video this week on Presents about identity politics. I don't want to talk about politics, but I want to talk about identity politics because it, it's this idea that you're getting your identity from something external to you. And so then that makes it really, really hard to see anybody else's perspective because other perspectives are then a threat to you because you're attached to the view. And I think American consumerism, you put that in a blender with Western individualism and moral relativism and, you know, a handful of other, you know, you put you put the identity crisis in that blender. You let that go. What comes out is is people that are ferociously like tribalistic about the most minute issues like. It, 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 it exists in gaming it exists in gaming it's like you like your Xbox or you like your Playstation or you like Halo or you like Call of Duty and you take that and you're, you're I think to your detriment I think you're allowing it to like interweave itself into your identity and so then you take it personal when someone criticizes your favorite game or you know, you part of your identity is that you're anti Fortnite, and so when you see somebody spending as on a skin in Fortnite, they're stupid, they're du- they're idiots. Oh, just dumb, immature kids do that. Just th- that that's coming from that innate cultural polarization that that you're just you're consuming that as a as a frame of mind, and it affects how you view reality. This politics in general because of tribalism. And this is what I'm trying to help you you see when I talk about this. this. Politics is just one area where this happens. Zoom out and look at the game board, okay? If you zoom out and look at the game board, it's, it's, we're all on the same, like, playing field of just, of, of polarized tribalism. So it, it affects, it affects everything. Sure, let's take an example of how this works in the political sphere. Yeah, sure. Let's take let, cultural social debates, religious debates, uh, video game debates, 
Look up Freud's narcissism of small differences. It's useful when thinking about the tension between very similar groups. Yeah, I was watching another good presentation um, uh, from Peterson, and he talked about how how influential Freud was just that we even think in the framework of the subconscious came from him like he's known for all of his other stuff that's been largely rejected and Peterson was basically like Freud actually brought a lot to the psychological realm and our understanding of our existence and how our brains work and stuff and we forget all that because we've thrown out a lot of his body of work as being unhelpful and he says you know we've we've thrown out the husk but there's still marrow there that is valuable uh, to the field of psychology, um, d- similar to like Nietzsche, like you know, there there are things in revel- revelatory things that Nietzsche discovered and thought of, but we remember Nietzsche as a drooling nihilist who you know saw no purpose in life. But th- so we remember we remember like the the image of these men as opposed to their contributions uh, to thought, philosophy, or psychology. And I, I'm not familiar with that, but it sounds like kind of like what we're talking about, you know, the, the narcissism of small differences. Um, the idea that, you know, well, you, you like this game or you go and buy things in this game. The, the reality is on a Venn diagram, you and the guy who buys skins in Fortnite might have a lot more in common than you realize because you're both gamers and you both play games and a significant amount of your life is spent on games as well as your money. His social psychology stuff was actually way better than his personal psychology stuff. Right, right. He contributed to the field of psychology in great ways, foundational ways, and people don't know that because they're like, Freud's that weirdo that always was talking about the, you know, hanky-panky stuff, and that's all he's sort of... Most armchair, you know, commentators wouldn't even know that. They would be like, well, yeah, I don't, he's, he's, he was kind of a weirdo, is what most people think of him. People think similarly about Nietzsche. Well, Nietzsche was just a nihilist. He was just drooling on himself at the end of his life and saw that there was nothing at the bottom. You know, it was an untethered mind. There was no, there was no meaning in life, right? That's what they remember about uh, Nietzsche. They don't remember that he had good contributions to thought and observation and, and philosophy. Not that you would say you know, you you agree with him on, on every point. But that's what we do now, right? We throw we throw the, the throw the whole person out. People do that with Peterson. They're like, well yeah, he I don't agree with him on this one thing, you know, the the, the thing in Canada or whatever. You know, they throw him out. It's like he's a brilliant man with a, an amazing body of work. You're just gonna throw him out and label him? Like that that is to our detriment these days. Like you throw out, you know, just an entire person in their body of work because of this one thing of this this one point of disagreement Waldo Emerson said that every man is a genius in an area that I am not and I think that we we miss that that cascade of of humanity by being like well we don't agree on this one thing block you're out of my life you remember you were no longer friends but that's like taking an amazing book or or piece of literature and saying you know this one chapter's got something in it that I don't like and you just throw it over your shoulder it's trash you know like like it would be like taking an amazing work by Dickens or or uh, or or any of these guys and being like well I don't like chapter 9 so it's garbage and you just throw the book in the trash and burn it um so yeah, no, Robert, you're completely wrong. 
No, neither Dave nor Peterson are that. That's just that's just a label to to dismiss them. That is that is false. It's provably false. Your top podcast was SNTR Presents. You listened to 398 episodes for a total of 45,000 minutes. That is something, King. That is something. I don't actually think that. Oh, well, wait. So, well, you got to be careful, Robert. You were saying, were were you saying like that's what people are saying? That's what people think about him. You got to put that in quotations next time. I was like, gee, many Christmas. I thought you were a thinker. (laughs) I thought you were a thinker. That's not the, that's not the language of a thinker. That's why I zeroed in on it. I was like, wait a minute. that Because he's not just some drive-by dum-dum. I was like, that's Robert. Like, Robert's a thinker. Why on earth would you say that? I just don't think he contributes to anything of great substance. Nothing that hasn't been said better elsewhere. I disagree. <laughs> I, I disagree. They are casino companies now, says George. The game companies are gone. So we have to deal... Uh, with it and do something but they have all the money so your premise so your premise and your starting point is that game these game companies are basically casinos right I okay so I think at one level what you're saying is true it took me a second to, to, to break this down I think at one level what you're saying is true in that the casino's goal is to have you come in, stay for a very long period of time, and part with your money. I think at that level, you are correct. I think when you go up another level, what you're saying can't be true. Because when you go up another level, casinos make money off of, off of the idea that you could win money. Okay? Games make money off of entertainment basically digital entertainment so that's where your comparison just diverges and it's like no no so I think at one level sure philosophically you could say the same thing about a grocery store grocery stores are structured in a way to keep you in the store and buying products they don't want you to come in and buy a loaf of bread and leave they don't there is a psychology to grocery store design the, the schematics of the store it's, there's there's all sorts of studies that have gone into keeping you in the grocery store and buying products there is I don't think anything sinister about that they're a business they got lots of stuff and they want you to buy it and a game company is no different they want you in the game they want you playing and they want you spending money I don't know if that is necessarily a, like a, a category that not like I think every business falls into that category. There's a, the, the, there's there's the, every business falls into that category. Have you ever heard the guy that 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 the owner of Chipotle? Have you ever heard of him talk about the the way that they have the dining areas in Chipotle structured? It's intentionally utilitarian and slightly uncomfortable why because they don't want you staying there they don't the line moves 
faster than the common person eats. So they need you to literally eat and leave. It's not loungy. It's not comfortable. There's not soft music playing. It doesn't feel like a coffee shop. Okay, coffee shops are different. Their goal is to create an ambiance and a warmth and a feel and that you connect that with the ritual of buying the coffee even if you don't stay and sit down that ambiance is very important the productivity the laptops it creates an air of importance and this coffee is going to help me in my day you don't think it on the forefront of your mind but subconsciously the ambiance of a coffee shop is lending itself to your patronage And same thing with Chipotle. They don't want you staying. If you go into a Chipotle and the line is long and there's nowhere to sit, that's going to be a negative memory. If you go in the line is long and there's open seating, okay, there's, there's there's a give and take there. There's a balance. So they don't want you staying. Like every company has a goal, an ideal consumer interaction that they're wanting and they structure their product they structure their um they structure their environment their storefront they 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 do that to 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 generate profit that's the point you're not winning money but you're winning something of value to you it's very similar i think that's a false equivalency I don't think winning money in a casino is akin to winning something of value. I, I believe you're creating a, ca- a description to fit your your comparison. I don't think anybody would describe games in that way. There are games where you win and you get something, but that's not the common thread in gaming. The common thread in gaming is it's digital entertainment. It's your hobby or leisure activity. You, like, you like watching YouTube right now. Hello, or Netflix. By the way, if you're enjoying this discussion, these are the kind of conversations and talks we have all the time. Obviously, we have springboarded off of and are still hovering around the Halo Battle Pass is still bad. You know, the Halo Infinite Battle Pass. If you're enjoying, please click the like button. That helps me in the video out. Consider hitting subscribe. We appreciate direct support as well. We have a variety of ways down here in the corner to support directly. Also in the description below, we have an Amazon affiliate link if you're doing any Christmas shopping. Also, if you're doing any Christmas shopping, I am partnered with 80s Tees, so these great Christmas t-shirts you're seeing me wear, you could use the shirt command. Disc plates make a great gift. Coffee makes a great gift. We haven't had a coffee order yet today. We have three kinds. Our holiday blend is the most popular right now. The Frickmas blend is a medium-bodied, bright seasonal, crisp finish with balanced acidity. And our light and dark roast also has balanced acidity. This is one of the reasons people like our coffee so much is is very drinkable. Whether you like putting creamer in it, you like it black, cold brew, French press, it's very, very drinkable. Uh, great multi-palate coffee. Like my wife and I both like it and we're very different in the realm of, uh, of coffee preferences. And this is my coffee, by the way. You're not going to some other company and buying this and I get a kickback. This is ours. We, we have a company, roast it, bag it, and label it for us, but we ship this to you. Like my wife and kids bag it up and put little thank you notes in the bag. So you're supporting essentially like a small business. You're not just supporting some, some you know big brand coffee that I get a kickback on. 
it's equivalent in some ways as Ashen. If a game is marketing itself as having a ton of customization, then that customization is locked behind a paywall or a long grind. It just feels wrong. Um. <clears throat> right, so this is... I've talked about this before. I usually put this under the heading of... Um, I usually put this under the heading of pitting, pitting the consumer's investment against them. And this is what Candy Crush does. It pits your investment against you because it basically capitalizes on sunk cost fallacy in the person's brain that you've already invested all this time. You better keep going or you better spend money. Right? Like, you, you're sensing the the push. Right? You're sensing the 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 push or the pull, right? Nice shirt, Lono. Thank you, John. You're sensing that in in the game. Like the game's taking your investment and it's pitting it against you. Your your investment is suddenly like your own enemy. When did Candy Crush release? Oh gosh, I don't know. Twelve years ago? When did it release? Because it, it has it, it has heavily influenced uh, the market. Candy Crush released um, nine years ago, 2012, according to Google. The initial release date was April the 12th of 2012. Um, it was released by King for Facebook and other versions of iOS, Android, and Windows phones. Um, so it's been around. I thought it was 10. I was a little. I was a little over. I was a little over. Um, uh, there were micros in Call of Duty 4 back in 07 we haven't even touched on that they flat out lied and misled their player base and I hate to say it but they did it intentionally they went out of their way to say that they weren't going to do exactly the thing that they have done I, spell that out for me so what there, there could be a video in that are you are you speaking about Halo? Zubair and, and Eugene? Are you guys speaking about Halo saying we're not gonna do this and then they did it? Which which are you if if we're talking Halo Infinite, I'm interested in what, what quote um what promise you feel they broke. Yeah, okay. I am I, curious what you mean. We need an SNTR lazy day business casual punisher sweater. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it. I mean this is a t shirt underneath here. This is a t-shirt. Okay, so T-Bone just put a video in my in Discord. This did not age well. It took a lot longer than you're thinking to get to uh, Inheritor. I played for years and didn't quite get there. Oh, you guys are talking about something else. This was the video, says T-Bone. Okay, I mean, obviously I can't watch it right now. The Halo dev says, we don't want to make it a chore. Well, obviously, that's a little subjective, but I, yeah, I believe they have ultimately failed. <laughs> They've ultimately failed in that uh, in that regard. I, I don't I don't think that you could you could you could say that they have honored that commitment. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it, it definitely. I, I don't think anybody would say that the game um, isn't a chore. I, I don't I don't think that that is uh, I don't think that's accurate. Um, really? Huh? mostly returning today 
interesting. Okay. I don't know if I would consider a map pack as a microtransaction. <clears throat> yeah, it feels more like a DLC. Well, they're not going to sell maps. I mean, that you can't monetize maps. But enough games have discovered the futility of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, well, for one, they originally marketed that cool samurai armor as being free and earnable through gameplay. They specifically say to that somewhere. They also said you wouldn't differentiate people armor as in like, oh, someone has bought this and not earned it. Oh, wow. So how many lies are we talking about now here? They've, they've, got a, they've got a problem then. I thought this was just rough, a rough intentional framework for, you know, the goal of like the Halo Infinite Battle Pass reaching symbiosis with the community, but it sounds like they've just completely thrown everything out. So Zubair's got a quote for me. We maintain a player-first focus. I think of all the games we've all played that have random rewards, ask you to play a way they hate just for a new shiny or weaponized FOMO against the player. There will be limited time events, but we don't want to turn your free time into a chore. We're not about that. Uh, Yes, the Yori armor is completely free. Play in Halo Infinite Season 1 events, and it's yours. Wait, I don't understand. So that you can't earn the samurai armor from the events for free? Wasn't that what the most recent event was about? A five spot from Maddie. What blows my mind is that this is the most unified the Halo community has been on issues, and it's like 343 nailed the gameplay, but progression sucks. Right, and I... Yeah. It is free, though, says Mudcat. Get to level five on the free event pass, and you unlock the free base samurai armor core. Yeah, I don't understand. I've got people in chat saying you just have to play the event and you get that armor. Fortnite was so Fortnite was so predatory. I'm thinking back now to how addicted my friends were on those skins. It's not predatory. You have to define the word predatory and then argue how Fortnite was predatory. It's a misuse of the word. Guess write a twit longer and misuse it then. Uh, the samurai armor that they showed and the one that you earn are totally different. There's one set of armor that is free. It's the Yori armor set. Well, that's what he says in the tweet. He says, the Yori armor is completely free. So are, how many sets are they? Yeah, I said Fortnite. Fortnite. Dora the Explorer. Can you get the helmet from the promo for free? You do earn the armor for free, but it's locked behind time-wise. The good news is his progression is easier to fix than gameplay. I, yeah, I, I said that yesterday, Chris. Yeah. The version of the armor on the Samurai Press materials is not free. Says, says, says Lucas. I describe loot boxes where you can't see what you're buying as predatory. Well, is that in Fortnite? I don't think it is. They put expensive skins in front of millions of people, including kids, and watch the money roll in. They put expensive cars on the front of the car lot. They put... Uh, candy bars at the checkout aisle at the grocery store. Um, they put sale signs up. They put pictures of the Big Mac uh, on their signs. Like, what, what, what's the, what's your issue here? 
How is that predatory? They put their they put their money makers out in the front, like every other business in existence. You need to complete Fiesta bounties to get the armor, and if you miss more than two weeks of bounties, you luck out on locking everything in the event. Has that been confirmed that if you miss the first week, you're sunk? I, that was speculated. Has that been officially confirmed? The candy bar stuff is just evil. They know I have no self-control. Samurai armor from a strange realm. The Yori armor core in Halo Infinite. Okay, so yeah, that's a different samurai set than the ones we saw in the marketing. That's the free set. That's not the one in the tweet. Oh, I see. He's responding to a guy, The Sims, who has a picture. I understand now what you got. Now, now I'm. I understand. Okay, okay. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm in step with you now. Yeah, the dilemma there is he could have just been legitimately confused and thought he could have actually thought that was the Yori set. He could have been speaking just sort of like, yeah, there's a sam- there's a free samurai set. He specifically states the Yori set. I- he could have delineated that's not the one in the picture, which I guess I-, I guess you'd have to hold him responsible for that. Like, bro, if you're a CM, you should know that what you just replied to, that's not the Yori set. You know? We're not sure we have until January. From available numbers, it's a five-week event, and you can only get seven tiers per week. But if you miss a week, can you get 14? That's a real thing and has value. You can eat a Big Mac. Okay, uh, they put their, you know, Target puts puts the, the most profitable pieces of clothing up front. You don't need that clothing. You could buy generic, super cheap, t- cheap t-shirts, but their moneymaker vanity t-shirts are like up front. The graphic tees are up front. You don't need that graphic tee. It's not a need, right? You don't, it, it, it serves a purpose, but you could equally just go buy one for a significant, you could go buy a pack of t-shirts for the price of their vanity t-shirts, right? You don't see the value in the vanity item. That doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Value is subjective to the person buying it. So to say that it's predatory purely because they put their skins out in front is not does not fall under the definition of predatory. You are misusing a very, very strong word, which is why I made the twit longer joke. It's incredibly important that you use accurate and appropriate terms because this is literally what tribalism and cancel culture runs on it runs on hijacking words that are hyperbolic and strong and using them to label lambaste and misrepresent people and so that's why I, I very quickly and strongly push against that word being misused because you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing that you wouldn't call you know punching someone in the face murder and you wouldn't call putting vanity items in the front of their store predatory it's a mis use of a word it's not an accurate uh, description I don't have a problem with the cores but some things should come across cores like IE coatings yeah I don't think coatings should be limited to a core I, that's, I think that's one of the most prominent complaints about the Halo Infinite store the Halo Infinite store items are they're not bad, but they're structured in a really stupid way. Like the cores and the core coatings and the coatings for the the guns and the, the coatings for the uh, the vehicles. There's nothing wrong with them. 
but having a core coding like what saying value uh, saying that skins don't have value is wrong they have uh, extrinsic value that is subjective to each person right there's not other items only vanity items until the battle pass showed up I'm not sure which game you're referring to no I've not seen arcane Lono's coffee is predatory on my coffee addiction exactly structure is wrong simply having a store is not predatory I don't even know if you would describe the Halo Infinite store as being predatory it's just it's built stupidly it, it's not really now you could say that it being confusing is sort of like passively predatory like you somebody might feel tricked somebody might feel tricked like they, they buy a coding and they don't understand how it works Do you see the law is Team Light Roast after Thanksgiving testing. Oh, really? You, you, yeah, you can take the Madam Challenge. So my wife has a hard time picking between our Holiday Roast and the red there, the Dark Roast. So sh- that's the Madam Challenge if you order those two flavors. A lot of people order all three. Uh, it kind of looks like a traffic light. You got red, yellow, and green. And uh, they order all three just to try it out. Once people know what they like, they tend to buy... Uh, what they like and buy extras for gifts and then just tell your friends go to RageousRoast.com to order more predatory only applies to necessities like food, water, shelter and medicine and why do you think that is? I'm not sure what you're pressing in on I, I, I talk a lot so when you say why do you think that is you gotta, you gotta attach it to what I said I, I'm not sure what you're asking I would honestly say the store is the opposite of predatory with how crap the items are and how confusing the UI is, it makes me never want to engage with it whatsoever. Do you remember the Eververse store in Destiny 2 Vanilla? I was like, people were like, it's predatory. It's, like, it's bad. I was like, it's built poorly. It's confusing and stupid. The vanilla version of Eververse in Destiny 2 was awful. It didn't do, there's no way it did a good job. There's no way. Now, they removed the, the RNG, which you could argue might have been bad predatory or whatever but at its core it was so it was so ugly and unappealing you can pay 343 money to skip bounties you don't like you don't skip them you swap them but I understand what you mean so the word you're looking for is misleading not predatory in the halo store I think you could accurately argue that it is a little misleading not in not not it's not rigidly misleading. They do tell you that the coding requires the core, but like again, it, 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 it that doesn't necessarily and clearly communicate that like when you buy this coding, it only applies to this core. It's not predation; it's just a ripoff because three character models should not cost a full AAA game. That's your opinion. That's your opinion. That's not fact, and it certainly isn't misleading to have a, a high-priced item. Misleading is if you're not given accurate information, and then they make money off of your lack of information. That's not... If you're talking about the Fortnite store, that's never happened in the Fortnite store. If it's happening in the Halo store, I will grant that the codings themselves lack clarity. I don't think they're like intentionally tricking people. I think it's poorly structured and is therefore confusing. I'm not applying, I'm not assigning malice to it. They're like, you know, they're trying to trick people. No, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. 
Imposing psychological pressures like time limits could be almost predatory in intent. That's tough because I actually think time limits for like an event, I actually think that's a healthy way to sort of be like, hey, come and and play this event. It's 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 going on for a couple of weeks or whatever. I don't I don't think that's psychologically like preying on you and pressuring you to play. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't think I agree with that. If you're confused by the Halo shop, then you're delusional. It's easy and simple as it gets. No. No. I've seen plenty of longtime Halo fans admitting, like, gameplay is great. The store is a freaking wreck. The store is a wreck. Look into a video of the guy in EA in 2009 about it. Uh, Some of the conference, I guess. A guy talking about this. This is some video about it in 2000-something. He talks about games... I'm not going to go and do homework for you. Like, make your own argument. Don't be like, I'm going to make this big grand point and then make you go watch a video from a guy on Eat from EA. And then, no, make your own argument. That'd be like me saying that, like, you know, this philosophy is totally bankrupt. You don't believe me? Uh, we'll go watch this one hour long lecture. The frick? No. I, it, it, asserting that? What would I call that? Like, like lazy. Sounds like lazy assertion to me. Like you're just going to assert it and then be like, "Yeah, go watch a video to argue the point." No, you argue the point. I'm not saying it's good, just saying it's easy. Look at it right now and tell me what's confusing. I already did. The 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 codings are confusing. I I think you're I think okay, let me make myself a little bit more kill uh, uh clear general kill you. Let me make myself a little bit more clear because I was speaking generally. Now let me speak specifically. The armor coatings are confusing in the store. The store itself is not confusing. Here's a set. Buy it. Here's this. Buy it. It's when you drill down into the specifics, you're like, it doesn't make it crystal clear that, yes, you're getting this blue armor coating, and it only applies to this armor set. I think that's poor design and is leading to a fragmented or confused perception of the store that's what I'm taking issue with. The store itself isn't inherently bad when you look at it. It's like, here's this, here's this, here's this. Click, click, click. It's it's fine. It's it's when you get down to the specificity of it that it's, it, it lacks clarity. Is that, does, does that make sense? So I'm not saying generally carte blanche, like, yeah, the whole store is a joke and confusing. No. It has, there are elements of it that are confusing, and we're mainly talking about the coatings. It does say it's for that certain core. Yeah, it says armor core required. Number one, that's stupid. (laughs) Number two, in its stupidity, it results, I believe, in confusion, and if not confusion, frustration. What do you mean? It's It's blue. I can only put blue on this armor core? What? Blue's not that special. I'm saying a limited time event isn't any more predatory as a limited time sale. Get how ridiculous the predatory argument is now? Thank you, Deadly Dad Gaming. Excellent, excellent comparison. I'm going to need to let that percolate for a bit. I think your distinction of necessity is really more pertaining to extortionate rather than predatory. Ooh. I'm telling you, we got some thinkers here. That's good. I actually, I don't like, that's actually, he's, I, he might be right. He might be right. 
because a um a snake oil salesman is like the is sort of the 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 icon the icon that you would use or the symbol of scam or or like a predatory salesman right he's not selling something that's ne- ne- it's not a necessity it's like a false promise right you don't need the snake oil he's not selling water and telling you it's magical he's not he's not leveraging the necessity of like you know consuming of food or liquid he's selling like a medicinal promise medicine being uh, that might be close to being a necessity do we put medicine in the category of necessity maybe given how advanced our technology and our world is now has medicinal medicinal treatment and items slid over into necessity boy that gets here we go right (laughs) healthcare we're not going there Predatory behavior needs some abuse of the power dynamic to meet that standard. Really good point on the snake oil salesman. Maybe the concept of snake oil salesman is that they make you feel like something is a necessity rather than a luxury. I think there's a gap between necessity and luxury and, um, what would the word be? Like, if I sell you, um, a spatula that is going to help you, you know, make fried eggs better, right? It's not, ne- it's not necessary and it's not luxury. It's, I, uh, it's, there's a gap there. What would you call that? It's, it's meeting a perceived need and yet it's also luxury. Like it's going to make, you know, it's going to be, it's a better screwdriver, drill, hammer, whatever, so it's meeting a perceived or contextual need, and yet it also is kind of luxury at the same time. Is it utility? Is that it? That's tough, because it's like a hybrid. Like, a better drill is a hybrid between necessity and luxury, and it might, maybe the gap between is, is, is it commodity? Is that the word we would use? Is it it's a commodity or a utility? Snake oil salesmen normally prey on a person's need for relief from pain. Right, their target audience is somebody that is has an ailment and they promise it's a false promise, it's a scam. Um it's money made under false pretense. It's fr- it's fraud. And you, I, you, you could say that that's predatory. They're t- they're targeting someone in a particular situation and trying to capitalize on their their pain, trauma, or maybe their need. There's a difference between basic needs and needs in general. I think that describes consumer goods in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Would you call FOMO a psychological pain? No. No, because I don't think so. Because psychological pain would, would would come in a variety of ways, right? It would come in, you know, as a result of uh, you know of trauma, uh, of abuse. Um, there there could be there could be something wrong with their perceptions, and they uh, they have a heightened sense of fear and anxiety, right? Like I don't think FOMO fear of missing out can 
be blamed for a, a psychological pain. It might heighten um, a, a psychological deficiency in somebody. Like if if someone has an overwhelming sense of anxiety about performance and keeping up and and being a part of a group, and that's that's stemming from a wound from their past, maybe. Okay, and so the FOMO activates that. It doesn't. I don't think it fosters cre- or creates it. Does that make sense? That distinction. So like. You would say um, uh, this. This can happen with like uh, soldiers in like PTSD. So they come back with an internal uh, you know, wound in their in their psyche and in their psychology of of post traumatic stress disorder, and they may go into a place of business and something behind them makes a loud noise, and it activates the the, the post traumatic stress it activates it and then they may break out in a sweat they may have a panic attack they may uh, yell and lash out okay and so the activate the activating of that is not the cause of it does that make sense so the activate if somebody has like a strong sense of anxiety of I must keep up with my friends I must fit in I'll be rejected I'll lose uh, and they're and they're and they're they have this heightened sense of anxiety and fear of missing out and a game's FOMO of a limited time event or something if it activates that in them it's not the origin of it it's simply activating something that's already there it, 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 does that I think that makes sense Predatory pertains to preying upon or taking advantage of the subject's weakness or weakness of mind due to ignorance or condition or similar. Right, so the snake oil salesman is preying upon the subject's ignorance. They don't know that it's it's a false promise. They don't know that it's fake or phony or, or whatever. Is name-calling a form of psychological pain? <laughs> oh, man. Right. I know Gothics made a video about this, right? You know, hate speech doesn't exist or whatever. Um, Jimmy Carr talks about this. You cannot give offense. You can merely take offense. So you choose to take offense at something. Um, that's tough because it could. It's hard to believe that a one-off, if I call you stupid... It's hard to believe that in the, in that one instance I caused you psychological pain. Seems far more likely that I activate a wound in you. Your dad called you stupid your entire childhood. And then you lived into that identity and it caused you struggles with school and interpersonal relationships and productivity at work. And you've carried that wound with you. And I activate that wound by calling you stupid. It seems less likely that you would be totally fine, mentally healthy, and on your path to success, and I call you stupid, and I throw your world into disarray, and you've experienced great psychological pain and trauma for me calling you stupid. Do you see? I, 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 I think it seems, it's just incredibly unlikely. This is the triggered culture, right? That if you don't say what I think you should say, or you don't if you're mean to me, right? You're 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 creating trauma in my life. I think a better way of framing it is that usually that's a damaged person who is having a wound and trauma activated, and then they are blaming the person that 
called them stupid. Still not on you if you have no idea about the other person's history. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, if you if you're in a relationship or a friendship and you know that that would be very triggering for your friend to be called stupid or crazy or something and it would create a dissonance and an instability in them in that moment because it activates them like that would be then different like you have that knowledge of ahead of time and you're like you're stupid you're crazy you're trying to gaslight them right you're trying to harm them with your words would you agree that some people use name calling to achieve success or dominance yes but probably to their own detriment because usually name calling or like like exerting sort of like rage or anger over a situation that's a violent way to do it it's verbally violent to you're not striking the person right but you're getting angry and you're attempting to use verbal violence to exert control over the situation generally the reason this doesn't work is because giving over to that you're doing it to get control over the situation or the or the or the person and doing so you're relinquishing control and giving over to anger and it's it's in the driver's seat so it betrays what it promises right you're you are actually relinquishing control hoping to get control what you're achieving is self i would believe i actually believe self damage as well as potential damage to the other person and therefore it's unproductive The best-selling books are written about how to gaslight and dominate people. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. There's this concept in tort law: you take the victim as they are. If I have a soft skull and you slap me upside it, you collapse it. You're liable for the full damages, even though your slap wouldn't have done anything to a person with a regular skull. But the concept in tort law is that. So even if you don't have prior, okay, even if you don't have prior knowledge. I think there was Hebraic law about that. Like if a, if two men were fighting and they like hit a pregnant woman or something and she and the, and the baby died, there's Hebraic law about that too. I think. I want to see what was wrong with the Halo Battle Pass. <laughs> Sorry, Abe. We're at the two hour mark, which means we get into heavy sledding. It's just it just keeps happening. Oh, you're saying no. Wait, you're saying no prior knowledge is necessary? Or are you saying no, comma, prior knowledge is necessary? Which which are you stating? That no prior knowledge is necessary? Or are you saying prior knowledge is necessary? I'm not sure what assert what assertion you're you're claiming because I don't know if you meant to put a comma. Click bait it again. Fool me once. I was agreeing that 100% people can use their language to dominate people. Sure. Of course. You didn't mean that 100% of the... Oh, right, okay. You were just using... You were exaggerating to prove a point. That there are books out there. Okay. You're saying it's not necessary. You take the victim as they are. Now, this is a philosophical concept, right, Eugene? You're not necessarily saying this is objectively true. The concept is that this is tough to prove I think this is extremely tough to prove you take the victim as they are and therefore the person's liable for like so in the movie um, in the movie Unbreakable Mr. Glass he he is he is he has an actual condition okay if I push past him 
on the subway because I'm in a hurry and he falls down and suffers massive bone break, right? I'm I'm then I'm then held as if I that, that's that's almost as if I beat him with a with a pipe, right? The damage to his body is extreme. I push back anybody I push by anybody else on the subway and they fall down and there's almost none. There's almost no damage. So I'm liable for an inadvertent and an over uh, what would it even be? It would be um, a disproportionate amount of damage from an inadvertent interaction, and I'm held responsible as if I should have, as if I should have just known. I should have treated him. See, that's the problem with this, this this position. I have to treat him as if I know it's there, and I think that that's a problem. When there's a fight, and in the fight, a pregnant woman is hit and she miscarries, but is not otherwise hurt. The one responsible has to pay whatever. The husband demands in compensa- compensation, but if there is further damage, then you must give life for life. Oh golly, yeah. If it was an offensive touch, not accidental touch. Okay, so my example doesn't work. Thank you, Captain Toasty Buns. So what you're saying is, if I go up and physically shove him, it's an intentional act. Boom, I shove him. And Mr. Glass falls back and suffers massive bone break. I am held responsible for every bone break, even though I didn't know that. I didn't know he was that fragile. I think he's just another human being, and he made me angry, and I'm, I'm going to shove him. There's no expectation in my mind that I'm going to damage him to that extent, and yet you would say I'm, I'm, I'm responsible. I struggle to agree with that. I struggle to agree with that. Because if I raise my voice at the bartender and he has a and he has a condition where loud voices can trigger him and make him lose control and spiral out of control and he he runs out of the place of business and, and jumps off a bridge because I raised my voice at him, I don't even though I intentionally raised my voice and yelled at this guy, I couldn't conceive of a person being in that state of mind, being that sensitive, to the same degree that you couldn't conceive of a, of a person being as fragile as Mr. Glass. How much harm you expected to do doesn't matter when you choose to do harm. regardless of all that you'd be responsible for all the damage the only thing would be your attempt taken into account to see if the act would be worsened or not if you shoot Mr. Glass in the head his skull doesn't break because he has full shield (laughs) you put your hands on someone if they get hurt it's worse than normal it's still on you you put your hands on another person so in this instance, in this instance, would they care if he hit first? Would that matter? So if he initiates aggression, if he initiates physical violence with the knowledge of how fragile he is, he shoves me and I shove back. I, I experience no pain. He experiences massive bone break. Would that change the, the, the element of the discussion at all? The sensitive bartender doesn't fit into this framework. 
Well, but but what? No, it does because because Eugene says you take the victim as they are. So a a man in a in a bar who has, let's just say he has PTSD and he's incredibly volatile, and I yell at him, and it puts him into a tailspin, and he hurts himself. They, you, according to this philosophy, I would be responsible because I was the one that yelled at him and triggered the psychological response, the activation of the post-traumatic stress, and then he gets hurt. It, does it only account for physical harm? Like, I physically shove a person or punch a person, and I don't realize that like they have a brain condition, just one punch and they die. The bartender would have to prove you committed a tort. Huh. Then he shouldn't be working at a bar. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a thought experiment. You're going too deep in the thought experiment. If someone fragile starts the fight, they instigated the fight, and then the harm is on them. Who starts the fight is important. Right, 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 because you have self-defense. So self-defense is a philosophy, and a, and a principal would come in and say, well, no, he shoved first. Right, okay. Did you intend to cause him emotional distress is the question. Did I intend to hurt a man that I shove and trips and falls on a, and, 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 and falls down a flight of stairs? I gave him a light shove, and he slips on a bottle behind him, and he falls down a flight of stairs. My intent wasn't to hurt him. My intent was to tell him to back up. You're in my face. I feel threatened. You haven't hit me yet. But my shove leads to a chain of events that where he is he is fatally wounded. Right? I guess that would be different because he slipped on the bottle. The Mr. Glass example might be better. I don't intend to hurt a person just because I shove them. A shove isn't necessarily a violent intent to harm act the shove itself is the tort this is so interesting there's something called going to the nuisance you can't move next to a pig farm and then complain about the smell right right like going to events and getting really drunk and high and being upset that people said inappropriate things yeah, you can't expect to go into an environment and consume alcohol and drugs and expect to not hear inappropriate joking. Yeah, that sounds pretty on the nose. I appreciate how much random life knowledge I walk away with daily from these streams. This community is great content. I, I agree. I, I've, I've never heard of this before. Shove is, is battery, and if they see it's coming, it's assault. Okay. Well, who's littering? <laughs> ADJC. Who left the bottle on the ground? Who's littering? They're, they're the one that committed the tort. You made a choice to push past him. The effect is him falling. You own the cause despite the intent. You're liable for everything that happens as a result of the shove. But for the shove. It's an if not for clause, right? If not for the shove, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have a broken back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. I understand it. It, it, it just, yeah. It seems incredibly complicated because your your intent being irrelevant to the result is just. I, that's very personal to me because there were people that assigned malice and horrible horribleness to benign statements that I made, and this philosophy could get very. That's why I'm taking it to the mental because much of what much of what people said about me was 
his intent doesn't matter. This was what I experienced. I didn't feel safe. I felt uncomfortable. You see, like intent. I think I think intent does matter in a lot of these in a lot of scenarios. The bottle dropper may have been negligent if we're going to go all law school. Yeah, there could have been negligence. If it was a if it was a sharp item or a dangerous item, you could say what like reckless endangerment. The intent is relevant. You intended to shove him. But if he trips and and breaks eight bones cuz he has a bone condition, that result was not my intent. That's that's the issue that's that makes it complex. This is why you should always think twice before you lay your hands on someone. Right. Doesn't really matter if you're legally responsible. If the person does a twit longer, you're toast. <laughs> oh. That's funny. How you feel should never be reality. But feelings are a part of reality. If the guy's in your space, the shove could be still still self-defense. Right. If he's, like, getting right up in my face, like, nose to nose, his posture, his demeanor, his aggression could be construed as threat, and so then my shove would not fall under intent to harm or violence. It would be intent to defend. It would fall under a different form of, like, Bro, the guy was a foot taller than me and literally screaming in my face. I didn't, I felt threatened. So I, I shoved him back to give me space to either get away or leave, right? If he's got me like up against, you know, up against the stool or the bar, the bar or whatever. And I feel like, man, this guy's about to clock me. I can't get out of here. And I give him a shove and I go to leave and he falls and breaks eight bones the, the, the difference there would be he was an aggressor and then you would be in a different category I just go up to a guy and be like hey boom and I just give him a shove and it's Mr. Glass and he falls down and breaks eight bones that's what they're referring to as tort like I initiated something that had an unintended consequence I didn't know the guy had a bone condition I just wanted to get out of my way $5 from King Key says, this is a great ecclesia that Lono has built. We can have deep convos with people staying civil. I agree. I agree. I'm very much looking forward to some of the content I want to bring to SNTR Presents. It kind of falls into this line. The context that matters, if you're asking him to leave, leave, it's one thing. If you just do it without reason. You have to prove you feared for your life. You would have to prove that the shove was legal if it resulted in damage to someone. Right, right, right. One day, a security guard at a concert was arguing with me, so I lit a joint and exhaled my weed in his face. He told me he was allergic to smoke, and I got a fine for smoking too close to the door. If I knew he was allergic, I wouldn't have done that. Still, but your intention was to blow something in his face that he didn't consent to. Like, that's... Yeah. Smoke inhaling smoke is inherently not good for you right so you did something to him that he didn't consent to or it's just a fancy word for what people aren't allowed to do to other people 
What if you have mortally wounded animal and you push someone out of the way on the sidewalk to get to the vet? Yeah, that's different, Jerry. Like, an accident is not the same as what we were talking about. Because I initially said that. I was like, what if I'm, like, running to get off the bus and I bump into the guy and he falls? Right? That's battery, whether or not he's allergic. It's an offensive action. Yeah, you can't do something like that. You can't spit water in a person's face or blow smoke in their face. Like these people that were coughing on people, you know, and spitting on them. Yeah, that's you're you're that's that's battery. Or if, if you're spitting, that could be considered. Um, uh, there's other things that could be considered. You got the lawyers that have to help me on that one. <clears throat> If I'm eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I get mad at a guy and spit it in his face, and he has an allergic reaction to the peanuts because he's deathly allergic. I can't be like, well, I didn't know he was allergic. Well, you spit food in his face. Once you choose to commit an intentional offensive act, you're responsible for that choice. Hmm. Spotters from Left for Dead be... be- uh, be stolen. What? Uh, da, 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 da. Do we have a. Let's see. Today's Wednesday. Gotta mute Chrome. I thought I muted Chrome already. We have a. Vi- we, have, we should have a premiere. There we go. Oh, it's there. I think that's how to have a disagreement, isn't it? Okay. It's there. I was just making sure. I didn't see it uh, scheduled yet. I mean to blow it in his face. We were standing one foot from each other uh, because he was allergic and I didn't know. Oh, 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 oh. So you're saying if you had knowledge of his allergy, you wouldn't have lit up close to him. You didn't like walk up and blow it in his face. Okay, okay. I think we understand now. It sounded like he told you to step back and you were like, take a hit, blew it in his face like he does in American History X. Um... Yeah, that it sounded it sounded like a completely different altercation. You're saying I wouldn't have done it in proximity to him if I knew he was allergic. Like I wouldn't have opened up the can of peanut butter if I knew there was a guy deathly allergic within my proximity. I I think I understand. I am planning to talk about the new world update today. Yes. Um the we're going to be talking server merges the update and what they said why it's incredibly important right now and uh you know it's it's they didn't say much it's so it's an update about how it's not much of an update and people on 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 low pop servers have got to be growingly irritated as well as just disengaging uh from the game i actually have to schedule that stream right now i've really appreciated y'all's support uh, with the multi-show format, it has been very, very good. Uh, yesterday was just phenomenal, being able to cover Cyberpunk and then Halo, and then today another just great and super strong turnout for Halo. We'll see how the New World episode goes. I bet you it'll be, I bet you it'll be pretty good. People are very interested in the in the mergers, uh, server merges, um, and it uh, it's. It's a growing problem. Uh, the, 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 the lower some of these servers get, the, the more you know folks have a right to be concerned and agitated. And you know they went quiet for six days uh, on social media. New World did. I was like, what the frick are y'all doing? Um, 
So, I'm just getting this thing scheduled now, and I'll set it for 10 after. Uh, what in the world? Yeah, I'll set it for 10 after. So that way in five minutes, people will get the 30-minute noti, and then we can uh, save our non-live thumbnail for the Halo Infinite stream. There we go. Save image as. Kaboom! Okay. That's scheduled. If you're the last dude in a, if you're the last dude in a server, do you get all the gold? <laughs> Thanks for hosting this discussion. Yeah, no problem. Listen, if if you guys have enjoyed this conversation, we obviously spent about, I would say, about an hour and a half on Halo. It was a very good, um, uh, it was a very good Halo discussion. And uh, make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell button. Make sure you smash like. Consider supporting the channel in any of the ways that's more direct, whether you order coffee, order a shirt from 80s Tees, a disc plate. Uh, we'd love to see the membership go up. All the membership renewals are encouraging, but we'd love to see a lot of new members. Uh, you get increased access on our Discord. Uh, it does support me directly. You get a badge. You get emotes. And this Friday night, every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, so wherever you are in the world, that's roughly eight hours from now, so 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, every Friday, Hilly and I do a stream together. And I think we're going to do more Jackbox this Friday because it's just fun. Lots of people can participate. And if you are a member of this channel or my other channel, uh, you can get into the Discord and get the code to play. If you don't do membership and play in that way, no worries, because you can participate as an audience member. So make sure you're subscribed with notifications set to all. Uh, we would love to see uh, you know bigger turnouts on Friday night because we have a really, really good time. Sometimes we don't do something like Jackbox. Hilly and I will just be playing a game and trying to laugh and have a good time with you. It's sort of a great end to the week. It's a, it's a little bit more laid back. Now, Friday nights are not safe for work, okay? Monday through Friday, the talk show is safe for work. It's a podcast. It's a radio show. Fr- Friday nights is not safe for work, okay? Thank you, Matt Bags, a brand new member. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you so much, Matt, for the brand new one. We would love to get close to about 400 members here. SNTR Presents, the bigger channel, has dropped to about... 500 members and it's still kind of dropping so we'd love to see the slack picked up over here a lot of you are double dipping or have moved and you're wonderful uh in the process of what we're doing though we are losing um the more fringe members that were maybe a little bit more destiny oriented and that's totally fine and understandable but the rest of you that have been enjoying the daily show uh we you know we would love to see that kind of kind of picked up uh on on the on the daily so we appreciate it very much a lot of you guys are double dipping or have moved your memberships and that is just phenomenal we appreciate that if you're keeping your membership on presents that's just as good i mean it, it, either way is is totally fine if hilly went safe for work he wouldn't say much yeah yeah <laughs> drunk lono is not safe <laughs> we have a good time we have a good time it's a very very fun time and uh i appreciate you guys very very much you know, supporting all the different things uh, that we do, and uh, I, we, we, you could still be the first coffee order of the day. I keep checking; we haven't had a coffee order yet. So, if you want to be the first order of the day, get that, uh, get that order in. Uh, we greatly appreciate the uh, the support. 
and um, we've been we've we had the shop shut down last week, and we've revamped it. It's a, the, the flow is better, and it looks nicer. Like it's in a good uh, it's in a good spot. It looks it looks more like a traditional um, checkout flow. Uh, the Rageous Roast checkout flow prior to now. It was a little influenced by we used to use the SNTR network website for like these rundowns I would put on screen and a lot of the style choices we made was like influencing the shop and making some of the things hard to read. So that has all been fixed. So those of you that either were regularly ordering or maybe didn't order, it is a lot clearer and cleaner now. Uh, Creature did great work on that while, uh, while we were taking a week off for the holiday. So... If you're just tuning in, the Halo Battle Pass is still bad, the topic. You can obviously take the poll at the top of the chat. We only need 14 more likes for 300 likes. And the Halo Infinite Battle Pass update, what do you think? Most people are saying not good enough or bad. So about 84% of you, 83, um, it's basically an 80-20 split. We'll just call it that. 80% are saying it's either bad or not good enough. Only about 20% of the people taking the poll um, out of 477 votes. So almost 500 votes on the poll at the top of the chat. The Halo Infinite Battle Pass update, they rolled it out twice now they've done this. And uh, I, I argued pretty strongly at the beginning of this stream that they have not gone far enough and that this is, I believe, a lot of their decisions with the Battle Pass and um, in the store and everything will have unintended and depreciating returns of engagement. I don't think players uh, are going to uh, plug in to the way that this is being built. I feel slowly they will drift or feel stiff-armed uh, or kind of elbowed out by the way that this has all been structured. So I, a lot of the times game developers will do this. They'll, they'll, they'll take the Halo Infinite gameplay and they'll take it as a loop and they'll try to manipulate it in a way to get a certain result. And the goal is like, we want more engagement. We want more people logging in and playing. And they they, they inadvertently get the opposite result. People stop playing. People leave um, or, or engage less. Like they just slowly kind of drift from the game or they get angry and they just, boom, they're out. They kind of rage quit. So... Developers have done this sort of thing before. This isn't kind of new territory, unfortunately. Um, so, let me make sure I set up the redirect, too. I almost forgot to do that yesterday. They are going to start letting us redirect to other channels, but we, we, we've not been able to do that yet. Um, you have to go in and, like, approve, and it says eventually we'll be able to do that. So, when we go to do a premiere at the end of the day, eventually I'll be able to take you guys with me to that premiere. Um... So that'll be extremely helpful. PlayStation Plus games for December. Time to try Godfall. There are really good things in Godfall. Uh, it's it has the potential to be a really really great game. In its current in its current status, though, um, it uh, it it sadly I I just don't think it it I don't think it has longevity. I think it's like a good weekend game, but after that, I just don't know. Lono's cut into a lot of my music listening, so my Spotify raft isn't as crazy as last year. My Spotify raft would probably be nothing but Harris Heller, because that's why I just I Spotify playing all day with you guys. Like that's it. <laughs> that's all it is. It, it's uh, it, it, <laughs> the recommendations it makes sometimes are actually kind of comical because it's like I wouldn't choose on my own 
um, you know, to go and listen to these things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. So, Lono uh, is looking like my wife's yoga instructor right now. Well, the the t-shirt is just a Punisher uh, Christmas t-shirt, but the sweater, this is kind of like my around-the-house sweater. It's just comfy and cozy, and it was kind of cool this morning, so I just kept it on. Um, I wish they had items that were rewarded for past playing of older Halo games. I wish there were small things to show off for my long history with the game. You want to see those minutes listened? Yeah, somebody did it this morning, and it was like 45,000 minutes, and I'm like, that's a lot of Lono. Like, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of Lono. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or or uh, or a bad thing. Um, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, let's get a good let's get a good scene here for where's a good scene for New World? Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Get that set to HD. There we go. I've been, I've used these videos for, you know, for my segments or whatever. So like when I go into this segment, I have that video playing, but I've been shutting the monitor off because it's so dadgum bright on my face. Um, it makes the video look cleaner when I don't have the monitor, like, bing, like lighting me up. It'd be amazing if that could be some technology that they develop, like a monitor that gives off a very crisp and bright picture without being like, like blinding. You know what I'm saying? How do you check the minutes listened on YouTube? I don't know. They're getting Spotify, Spotify wrapped. They basically send you an email and they're like, here's, you know, uh, here's everything you listen to and how much. And like, that's, that's what they're getting. They're getting that report. Uh, so, um, huh. The Godfall versions end game only. It gives you upgraded characters. That's an extremely weird way to let people experience the game for the first time. All right, give me a second. We are, uh, we're still, we're going to keep on streaming. I appreciate all the support, all the likes, all the new subs. Welcome and, and thanks. We'll, we'll be switching over to the new world coverage here in a little bit, but not just yet. Okay, let me just give me a second to run upstairs real quick. I will be right back.
Sorry, chat. We uh we <laughs> we had a pretty significant update in the home uh, yesterday, and um, so my daughter. So your support is greatly appreciated for everything I'm about to talk about. <laughs> she um I, uh, three weeks ago or so went to the you know, the orthodontist, and he you know he talked about how there's a lot of things they do now. It's more advanced, and if they do things at her age, she's eight, just recently turned eight. If they do things to her mouth now to make space, it can avoid lots of problems and and dental needs later. Um, and so we we're like, okay. So we looked at the prices, and I was like, gee, Merry Christmas, you know, like, man, you know, it'd be <laughs> if if we were in a different scenario, if we, you know, if we hadn't you know lost everything, it'd be like, yeah, fine, it's totally fine. But you know, when you get put in the situation we've been put in, it's like, oh golly. But it's my daughter, so I'm like, do it. We will figure it out. So uh, that's why I say your support's greatly appreciated because <laughs> this kind of work is not cheap. And um, so it's a it's a palate expander. That's what she got put in her mouth yesterday. It's the you've, I had one of these. Lots of people have had them. They're 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 truly awful, <laughs> but helpful. So it's you know it's in the top of her mouth and you wind it at night. I can't do it. My wife has to do it. Certain things I can't do. And um, like I you know blood puke you know you know feces, pee, like with babies and stuff. None of that stuff bothers me. But like teeth and that and bones, I can't do it. And um, so yeah, she just got off the phone with him today, Chris, about how often to tighten it. And uh, she has to wear a thing at night as well. So it like, it grabs on and it like hits her forehead and her chin. And it looks awful. It's like, oh my gosh. But she says it's very comfortable. It doesn't bother her. But it did wake her up a couple of times last night. And um, so I was getting caught up on everything. And my wife said, you know, that the uh, the orthodontist had called to see like how she had done. And it was a little rough. She she was she was very in good spirits about it. She was super brave. Um, she was super brave. I was very proud of her. Like she went in, she took it. She took it like a champ. You know, having something like that put in your mouth is is not uh, it's not easy or fun. But. It got a little, it got a little sad because she was struggling to eat, and you know she she was very very forlorn and very very sad because she you know she tried to eat ice cream and she couldn't, and she was trying to eat dinner and she couldn't. So I was just like encouraging her. I was like, you just have to figure it out. It doesn't hurt. It's not painful. It's it's awkward and weird, and you will get better at it. I said, first time you try to ride a bike without training wheels, it was awkward and weird. You were all wobbly, and now you ride your bike like it's nothing. So just keep trying, keep trying. And she did. She got it. She powered through. She's a little. She's a little warrior, man. She she'll get upset, but man, she she'll she'll commit to something. And she was telling me, you know, she woke up a couple times last night. And then the, the orthodontist called to see how she had done, and he said, you know, the winding is like really hurting her. And he's like, well, just do it at night then. He's like, don't do it in the morning for now. It might make it take longer, but just do it at night. Um, so. Yo, thank you for eight months, Jiminy Christmas. Eight months already. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Gross stuff is when it comes out, uh, that comes out when you spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I'm not good with anything that comes out of people. If I tried to change a diaper, I'd pass out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddie with a $50 tip, orthodontist funds. I appreciate that. You don't have to do that. That's very, very kind. (laughs) It's very, very kind. Um, thank you. 
Yeah, it was it was kind of like, oh man, we're at that stage of life. We're like we we just we were, we're suddenly in that stage of life where we have to think about those things. Um and so uh the first multiple times I tried to eat all foods when I got dentures, the frustration, but not now. It's not even a thought. Yeah, she just she kept she got she got she was totally fine. She was totally fine by the end of the meal. So I was very I was very proud of her cuz that kind of a thing is just so frustrating. It, it, literally, I have a memory. I, I I shared the story with her. My younger brother had a had a thing put on his bottom front row to help with a um an under an underbite and it was pizza night we got pizza Krause's pizza is like the best pizza in my hometown and uh he was devastated because he was it was so hard for him to eat and I remember him breaking down into tears and it, you know we all felt so bad for him uh it's tough it, that's just such not a fun thing um I'm still waiting to see where the badger funds went before I give Lono any more money <laughs> yeah the dentist battle pass that's right that's right Why I love working from home mostly is my own bathroom. Ah, yeah, there's the, the, the. it's quite a it's quite an experience and a trial uh, for some people to use you know public restrooms and uh, understandably, understandably, um, they can be incredibly uh, unpleasant places. Not looking forward to that with my kid at three. The dentist told us to start saving for braces because her baby teeth were already a little crowded. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where you know. You find a way, you know, you find a way it's, it stinks. And like anything in life, it's like, well, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't plan on this, but we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. And, um, it's, uh, that's, that's literally having a family, you know, I get not even having a family. That's, you know, that's life. You can be, you can be single, right? Never understood that. I can think of anywhere. Yeah. I yeah I I don't it, it I don't mind it I just prefer not to you know I just prefer not to I gave like two hundred dollars to the Badger Fund <laughs> you guys you guys didn't actually think I was gonna get a Badger right <laughs> you didn't actually think you didn't did you. <laughs> That's uh that that that's not a thing. I'm not buying. I'm not going to buy a badger. All right, customize channel. Let me Let's get the new world one featured. I did 3 times root canal. It wasn't one previous and it used too much fillers. Oh golly. That would not be fun. That would not be fun at all. <clears throat> it always looks like when I pull up like the next um, when I pull up the next stream it's like <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of like memberships in there but they're from this stream it's super weird badger fund is predatory your wife wants a badger yeah no 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 So predatory, taking our money and not getting the badger. I never once promised a badger. I specifically said I would not be buying a badger. There was never any indication for me that we would be doing that. Why are your clothes all torn? Oh, I went to the toilet and then went out in the backyard and wrestled with the badger. Yeah, he's upset today. 
trying to crack my neck. I can feel some in there. I work in construction. The woods are your paradise. Just make sure uh, leaves of three. Let it be. Leaves of four. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that tip. I hope I never have to remember that. Anyone know how we can take the TV back? No badger, no TV. It was the weekend. Not much. Dentists are open on the weekends. Yuck. I went in uh, year this year enough to dentist. Oh, what? It was in the weekend and not much dentists are open in the weekends. I went this year enough. Oh, you've gone enough. Now I understand. Look at Super incomplete sentence. Lonos fans overhype themselves. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We don't need no badgers. These uh, these grapes are terrible, by the way. Did you know that? Did they put Did they put it on the bag? They're they are awful. Yeah, well, they're terrible. Why are grapes such a such a gamble? It's not like you go and buy. That's what I mean. It's not like I buy bananas and then like half of the bananas have like weird chunks of stuff in them like what that doesn't have why are grapes such a gamble it's so irritating it's like what what is this they're almost inedible it's like they've got bugs in them it's terrible i was like i was like pulling stuff out of my mouth yesterday that i'm, I'm on streams and you're like Bleh, what is this they're out of season you're out of season you're out of order what do you mean they're out of season we buy them all year round and this is always the gamble these are purple grapes why are grapes such a gamble (laughs) yeah you came back to me saying that there's just no consistency with regular grapes yeah it's awful RNG fruit gotta love it yeah it's like which grape is gonna give me a mouth surprise like that's not a phrase or sentence that anybody wants to state Buy our grapes today. RNG grapes. Every other grape might have a surprise waiting for you. We call it a mouth surprise. That's your problem? They're purple? (laughs) Purple grapes are always terrible? No, they're not. These grapes are predatory. (laughs) Just drink wine instead. Yeah, take the grapes off the plate, babe. Just bring me a glass of wine. (laughs) At noon. (laughs) What are the children going to eat? I don't know. This is where a vineyard is located. It's such a big deal because grapes are fickle. Yeah, it's awful. My girlfriend purchased cotton candy grapes and they were disgusting. What What are the ones that we purchased that taste like Concord wine? They were so good. They were gumdrop. Those were the good ones. Those are the good ones. Oh my lands. I was off cam. There's a length of time that's uncomfortable. Like, they're, they're, I have to chew them longer than normal. That you're 
makes you uncomfortable, it's in my mouth. I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable. What do you mean, why am I chewing it? They're tough. They're gamey and leathery. Like, there's a time, there's a, t- there's a window of time for chewing something. And when you leave that window of time, you start to have all these questions. What have I put in to my mouth? Is there something wrong with this? Is there something wrong with me? What What is happening no in that moment? I do. Yeah, well, there's your problem. If, if, if you took it, like, okay, so if you took a bite of cheese, right? Take a bite of cheese. A couple of chews, no big deal. And then it's done. If that, if that process was suddenly taking longer than usual, I would start to wonder what's happening. <laughs> like, what's happening? She said, it comes from a man that eats skate. steak. Right, and when I bite into a piece of steak, there's an expectation about how long each piece will take to chew. Okay. Alright. You you may go now. That is so rude. <laughs> well, Johnny, I apologize. I forgot you were there. You may go now. <laughs> we gotta switch to the other stream. <laughs> thanks, thanks, babe. Thanks for the grapes. They're great. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, Seinfeld. So what's up with grapes? Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Why? (laughs) Who's growing these grapes? (laughs) I don't like them. You don't like them. Nobody likes them. (laughs) Who's buying these grapes? There's a social contract with the grape, and the grape's violating the terms. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, hang on. I got to get the background video playing. And there we go. Alright, we gotta switch this up here. Alright, we gotta start the next stream. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This video is gonna be another episode of SNTR Gaming News talking about the New World Server Merges update that they put in their patch notes. They went dark for, I don't even know, uh, six days or so on Twitter, and we've got that update and those patch notes to discuss, and it's not looking very good for those that were hoping that server mergers were around the corner. Now, we open up the video here at the beginning with essentially what you're looking for. The video that you have clicked on is a past broadcast live stream. If you did 